Hello, Ghostbusters. Yes, of course they're serious. You do? You have? No kidding. Uh-huh. Well, just, uh, just give me the address. Yes, of course. Oh, they'll be totally discreet. Thank you. Sleep Delay Podcast this is your host with the most, Mike McMasunas. How is everybody doing today? I'm doing great. This is the live show, and uh, boy, I gotta say, I am a nervous camper on this one, and uh, it's pretty cool, guys. Um, I'm really excited that uh, that you're here. Um, I'm sorry about the chat. I'm not sure exactly what is going on with the chat right now, but uh, there is a social stream that you can use. And, uh, you know, we can communicate that way. So this show might not be uh, three hours after all if I can't get the chat working. But, you know, it is what it is. So I am excited. Uh, it's the live episode. And I have to admit, uh, I got to not let my nerves get to me. Because, you know, any other podcast always has another person with them. But, uh, you know, I got to, I'm always solo, you know, that's what you guys like, that's what I like, it's all good. So uh, I am super pumped for this episode, you know, it's Ghostbusters, and uh, we we all love Ghostbusters, and uh, it's a pretty much a movie that everybody's seen non-stop, and uh, everybody knows this movie, it's kind of the perfect movie to pick for a 50th episode. Um, you know, one thing that in this, uh, you know, being live, anybody that's actually listening now, um, it's kind of going to be a raw episode of Sleep Delay Podcast just because, you know, with this being my first time doing any sort of uh, live episode, uh, I'm sure there's a way that you can play music and videos and stuff like that, but I haven't figured it out yet. Um, unfortunately, this channel is uh, it's cool, 
but uh, it's kind of hard to uh, you know to to do all the fun stuff. So basically, um, you know, we'll record this episode. Hopefully, it gets the chat will finally start working, and I can see who's all here. We can interact, and then uh, of course, this episode will be posted on iTunes, and then I'll go ahead and add all the fun good old stuff that you're used to hearing you know the good old uh editing that i love to do so this is essentially going to be the raw version of sweep delay podcast so don't expect any music or anything like that but i do have a couple little tricks up my sleeve that i'm going to be doing so um if uh anybody out there um if the chat is working great if not um there should be a social stream that you can uh you know just type in and just say who's here um otherwise um I guess I'll just treat this like a normal episode. So, a um, couple different things. Um, if you, uh, let's see, before we go on the movie and music news, um, well, let, let, yeah. Sorry, guys. You know, I'm I'm trying to think here. I'm kind of frustrated. You know, that this is the 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 thing about being live is. Uh, you know, my kids, they're not here. You know, I was really nervous about this episode. I was like, okay, how's it all going to work out? And uh, and my sister-in-law was like, okay, uh, I'll help you out and I'll take your kids. So I actually got a quiet house. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. And, uh, and my nerves have been kind of getting the best of me. So I just need to just calm and, and relax. It'd be so much better if I was actually talking to you guys. But, you know, unfortunately, the chat, I have no idea what the deal is. Because, you know, all week I've been working on this channel. Everything's been going good, not having any issues. And then, of course, 30 minutes before this is about ready to start, what does it do? It jacks up. So uh, what are you going to do? So let's go ahead and get into some uh, some movie and music news. So for movie news, um, pretty much the interesting things I saw today 
is um, if you watch the Wolverine film, you know, uh, X-Men Wolverine, um, the guy that played Gambit, he is actually thinking of doing his own solo movie, which, you know, a lot of people didn't like Wolverine. And uh, I, I liked it more than most people. But uh, I actually did enjoy the character of Gambit. I thought he was actually pretty cool in the film. And uh, he's currently, uh, the, the actor that's playing him is in John Carter. Now, John Carter is a new movie that just came out, uh, PG-13, it's Walt Disney flick, it's uh, in 3D, and uh, when I saw that he was in the film, I really wanted to go watch it, because I was like, okay, uh, I really liked him a gambit, so uh, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to check out John Carter in theater, because it looks really good, but I read something the other day that said that this was what created Star Wars, and uh, gave everybody the ideas. I was like, okay, so John Carter must be a book or, or something. So I'm not really sure how legit that statement is by any means. But uh, I, it, I first time I saw about John Carter was when I went to the theater and I saw a trailer for it. So uh, it does look very entertaining. And uh, I'm hoping to go check it out. Because, you know, I've seen two 3D movies this year, which was really cool. I saw Underworld in 3D. And then I saw Journey 2 in 3D. So those are my first two 3D films that I have ever watched. And uh, seeing John Carter looks like it'll be even better. Because, you know, Underworld was a very dark film. And uh, I was really afraid of watching 3D for the first time. How was that going to look? And, of course, it actually looked really good. So then I got to uh, Journey 2. And uh, it was really bright, and uh, and I was pretty excited with that. The 3D looked really good. Uh, and then John Carter just looks really, like, so much bigger than Journey 2. So uh, I'm hoping to, to check that out. And uh, another 3D film is The Wrath of the Titans. Now, Clash of the Titans, uh, you know, I heard horrible things. And, and more or less, it wasn't really the movie. It was more of, okay... The 3D is what sucked in the film because it was filmed as 2D and then it was later uh, converted to 3D. So I only saw the 2D version and I actually enjoyed it. So I'm wondering if this one is actually uh, filmed in, uh, in 3D. So from what I've seen in the trailers, it looks pretty flippin' sweet. So hopefully I'll be able to, uh, to check that out as well. So if you guys are going to see John Carter or you're going to see um, Wrath of the Titans, please let me know. Uh, I definitely want to hear your thoughts, you know, your opinions, that kind of thing. So uh, the Avengers trailer hit, uh, the new one. And uh, I have to admit, it was pretty flippin' sweet. Uh, you know, we got to see a lot more action. We got to see the Incredible Hulk. And uh, one of, you know, I, I love it when um, Bruce Banner... Uh, which, you know, has been replaced. You know, Edward Norton is not in the film, and a lot of people were worried about, uh, you know, the guy that's taken over for him, if he was not, if he was going to be good or not good. And uh, I, granted, he says, like, two things in the trailer, but I really like the way he says, we're not a team, we're a ticking time bomb. And it's just the way that he said it was like, uh, you know, I think I can dig it. And when you see the Incredible Hulk just catch Iron Man and just slide down a building, I was like, that's flipping sweet. So I am getting even more excited for the film. And the cool thing is yesterday there was actually news of part two. And uh, Josh uh, Whedon talked about how his plan for part two is to not make it bigger, 
but to make it uh, kind of less epic, so to speak, just kind of focus more on the characters and the story. You know, like the first one is supposed to be a big, uh, fun action film, but the second one, kind of like, you know, he's thinking more like Dark Knight version, you know, like Batman Begins was a really serious movie, but it had a lot of funness to it versus the Dark Knight. I mean, if you want to be depressed, just go watch that film. So uh, I- I'm kind of excited to see where they're going to take that. So uh, so yeah, and then also um, I saw the the trailer for The Hunger Games and I'm uh, pretty excited for that. I heard a lot of good things about The Hunger Games. I haven't read any of the books or anything like that. But uh, that trailer looks pretty cool as well. And then uh, Eddie Murphy came out or is coming out with a new flick. Uh, a thousand words now the trailer looks really good because it's talking about uh you know i guess this guy talks way too much and uh something happens and he he only has a thousand words that he's allowed to say and after a thousand words ends then he dies so he has to really think about what he's going to say so uh, i'm actually pretty excited because you know eddie murphy kind of did the family films for quite a while and uh, Tower Heist, I heard good things, but I haven't seen it yet. But this movie looks pretty interesting, you know. So hopefully uh, it'll be good, um, but I don't think it's necessarily going to make uh, Eddie Murphy, you know, Beverly Hills Cop status anymore than that. So, um, and then, uh, yeah. Oh, then, did you guys see the um, That's My Boy? It's the new Adam Sandler trailer. Uh, I saw that, and I saw the quote-unquote uh, red trailer. It's more like the R-rated version of the trailer, and it is pretty jacked up uh, what that film is going to be. Now, if you thought Jack and Jill was bad, just watch the trailer for That's My Boy. I'm pretty interested to see what uh, how this film is going to do. Uh, I don't know, man. It looks pretty crazy. So, uh, Other than that, um, that is the most interesting things that I have found this week. Uh, in regards to music... I really don't have anything too cool in music that I found, unfortunately. Um, you know, American Idol is, uh, you know, American Idol is back this week. So, uh, so yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, hey, I'm pretty excited because uh, in the uh, social stream, uh, we got uh, Show Me uh, Show Me to Winston is on. So, let's see. John Carter is based on a book, A Princess of Mars, written by... The Burrows, the same man who created Tarzan. Ah, that is cool. Awesome. So, uh, thank you so much, sir, for clarifying that. That's good. To, that's good to go. So, let's see here. Um, okay, the chat is working. All right, maybe it's just me and it's not. So let me. Uh, this is the beauty of a live episode. Anything goes. I'm gonna go ahead and refresh my thing here, and hopefully I can get in the chat with you guys. That would be so cool. So yeah, anyways, American Idol. Uh, this is the uh, the top 13 this week, and uh, it was pretty interesting with uh, with American Idol this week because they did something a little bit uh, different, which is uh, normally they would do a guys night which would be like Tuesday and then they do a girls night which would be Wednesday and then Thursday would be the voting process what they did this year is they mixed the guys and the girls together so they both performed on the same night but what was different is is that the guys sang one particular style they sang uh, Stevie Wonder and then the girls sang Whitney Houston and then the send-off show what or you know who got kicked off was last night so i thought that was pretty interesting that uh that they changed it up a little bit which is good 
So, uh, so yeah, I don't know who actually got voted off yet because I haven't checked it out. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was American Idol this week. Uh, again, I'm not too... I'm not too excited about American Idol this year. You know, last year was really, really good. Uh, had a lot of talent. I was really excited. I knew who everybody was. But this year, I'm just kind of like, it sits in my DVR, and I'm just like, do I want to watch it? Because I'm not sure that, uh, you know, I could take it or leave it. So um, how do you guys feel about American Idol this year, if anybody is uh, is watching it? Because, you know, I know The Voice is pretty much taken off on NBC and uh, and it's kicking some major butt. You know, it seems that the music talent uh, or the music shows are kind of, uh, I guess people are getting tired of it, you know. I guess we'll see where American Idol goes from here, whether it'll be another year or so. And then uh, and then maybe it'll uh, go off the air. Who knows? So uh, that's what I got, guys, for movie and music news. So let's go ahead and get into the uh, the topic of discussion of the 50th episode, which is Ghostbusters. Ghosts. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? They're mean. You have? They're here. Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. They're dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh. I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. Did you see it? They're all that stands between you and the end of the world. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. Want this body. Is this a trick question? Play the stick. Hold! Hit him up! Smoke him! Bring him hard! Ready! Ghostbusters. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Coming to save the world this summer. Ghostbusters. We came, we saw, we kicked now, it. Ghostbusters, of course, uh, this movie, I'll tell you. So, what's so great about this film is it is definitely relevant today. I mean, the film came out in uh, 1984. And uh, what's funny is some people consider it a comedy, some people consider it a horror film, and uh, really this film is so good at being so balanced out. You know, as you know, it has Bill Murray in the film, it's got Dan Aykroyd in the film, and it's got Harold Ramis. And you know, I really don't need to go into the plot. I'm pretty sure you guys know all about this film, but. Uh, 
What's really cool is, you know, I watched it today and the special effects, I think there was maybe two or three scenes that I'll talk about in a little bit that uh, I was like, okay, that looked bad. But for like the first 45 minutes, it was like it really held up really good. Didn't I mean, outside of the uh, the big computer monitors here and there, it really is kind of like a, a timeless film almost, uh, which is pretty awesome. And I mean, this film, it was only made on 30 million bucks. And the revenue on this film is over $290 million. You know, it's unbelievable. And it came out June 7, 1984, which is two days after my birthday, which is pretty cool. Um, and... Uh, and it's so good. You know, in the very beginning of the film, uh, the score, you know, I got to talk about the score. Uh, I really enjoy the score in this film. Now, the guy that actually does the score, um, I, Elmer uh, Bernstein, he, I don't really know of any other films he's really done. I mean, he's definitely not no, you know, not no Jerry Goldsmith or, or uh, you know, anybody that when you say their name, for score, it's going to pop up, you know, Danny Elfman for another example. But uh, the score definitely works in this film. And, of course, the theme song, everybody knows the theme song, especially kids know the theme song. I mean, they may not even have had to see the movie, but uh, the moment that those first couple of lines kick in, they instantly know uh, that it's Ghostbusters. So uh, what's really cool about this is, um, you know, in the beginning of the movie, when it starts off, um, there's this uh, lion uh, in front of the library. And uh, when I was a kid, it always freaked me out because of the way that the music would kick in. The music is really good at knowing when to make it, uh, you know, make it a happy scene, uh, make it kind of a scary scene and can instantly turn it around. Uh, that's when you know you got a really good score, when it can instantly change your emotions with just, you know, a matter of a second or so. So excellent score, really effective in the film. Of course, you know, Ghostbusters, the song. Uh, you know, they play it like three times in the film uh, when they open the film up and then, uh, of course, uh, at the end of the film and then during the montage in the middle of the film. But for the most part, you know, the soundtrack as far as, uh, you know, with actual artists, I like the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack a lot better than I like the Ghostbusters 1 soundtrack. But, uh, you know... it. it taste i guess you know i definitely have uh, two different cds of it i have one that's open and then i have one that's sealed just because i always thought that this album may be worth a whole lot of money uh so that's why i always kept a sealed version of it so i guess we'll see if that happens to go anywhere so all right so the electric shock scene uh real funny uh, see basically this film does really good where you instantly know the kind of characters you have. You know, when you first are introduced to Peter Venkman, within like five to six minutes, you kind of figure that this guy is all about fame and fortune. And he's kind of, uh, you definitely find out he's the, the skeptic of the guys. And then when Ray comes in, you know, he is definitely uh, embodies the spiritual world. Uh, he's, as they say towards the end of the film, uh, he's the heart of the Ghostbusters, which really is um, is uh, art in, imitating, you know, life because Dan Aykroyd is the heart of the Ghostbusters. You know, he's the one that's been trying to get Ghostbusters 3 uh, going for a very, very long time. And in my opinion, Ghostbusters, the video game, is 
Ghostbusters 3. And uh, I'll talk about that when I get uh, to the end of this. But, you know, Dan Aykroyd definitely, um, he, the whole purpose of this, you know, he wrote the film along with Harold Ramis, you know. And he has, in the spiritual world, in the spiritual world, he is definitely, that's, you know, what he studies and uh, fascinated with. So he, it, you know, it, this is like a perfect film for him to be in. And, uh, and the writing in this film is excellent. I mean, the dialogue is awesome. There's so many times when, uh, when, uh, when Ray is talking where you have no idea what he is actually saying. Uh, but it just sounds so good when he, uh, you know, when he talks. And, uh, and it's so good. So, oh, we got, uh, we got Mr. Steve Rogers joining the chat. Uh, what is up, sir? And then we got uh, Mr. Mailman joining the chat. What is up, guys? How is it going? So um, it's good to uh, have you guys in the chat. And uh, so, yeah, hopefully you guys uh, have caught from the beginning here. But, um, you know, one thing that uh, Jason says in the chat, he says, people who think that this is a horror flick have no sense of humor. And, uh, you know, what's funny is I made fun of my wife one time because uh, I was at uh, I was at a friend's house and I just said how great of a film this is. And it's so funny. And and when she said that she actually got scared of this film, I started to make fun of her and uh, and she got really pissed off at me. And she like didn't talk to me for like a couple hours. She's like, why would you make fun of me? Because there's a couple parts in Ghostbusters that scare me. And I guess, you know, uh, to me. Uh, those parts didn't scare me, but there are certain parts that I was like, man, that looks really good or, you know, that still has a good fear factor to it. And I'll definitely talk about those scenes when I get there. But uh, that's what I really love about this film is that it's definitely, you know, it's rated as like the most financial successful comedy of all time but uh this film does great of action special effects uh it's got good scare moments a lot of funny stuff great music i mean that's why this movie has held the test of time and why it's so beloved is because of the fact of it uh it's like lightning in a bottle really i mean this movie is just so flipping good so um all right so the electric shock scene uh and this is when uh Bill Murray, which uh, is Peter Venkman, he is uh, doing like this card uh, thing where uh, they, they got to guess what's behind the card, as you know. And it's funny because the girl, of course, always gets it wrong uh, and he doesn't want to electric shock her. But the guy, he is just having a good time giving this guy shock. And Bill Murray definitely does a really good job with this character in this film because of the fact of... He plays it where he almost takes it to the point where you don't like him and then he'll do something in the next scene where then you're like, okay, this guy is so cool. I mean, everybody pretty much says that Peter Venkman is the, the greatest of the Ghostbusters, but that's why this film is so good is because of the fact of it's an ensemble thing and uh and each one of those guys work off so well with each other i mean i personally think winston kind of gets the shaft in this film uh you know but it's supposed to base it off the three characters which is you know ray peter and egon and uh and winston he is definitely a funny guy um but you know we'll get to him in just a minute but uh ray is definitely he is very fun loving when you first see him like 
he is all about the excitement of the ghost. And then, of course, Egon, when you're introduced to Egon, he's all about the science, you know, science first. And uh, he never jokes around. And uh, and those three definitely play off well well together. And, of course, being on Saturday Night Live, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray together, you know, they had a lot of good chemistry and stuff. So, um, but I love the electric shock scene because uh, the music build up, and then uh, when he goes, uh, the effect. I'll tell you what the effect is. It's pissing me off. Well, you can keep the five bucks. You know that whole scene is flipping hilarious. So um, the back off, man. I'm a scientist. This particular line. I mean, it's on T-shirts. Uh, it's all over the internet. Um, it's really, really funny. And that's the scene where, of course, the librarian, you know, because the movie opens up with the librarian. And she gets scared. You know, the ghost. You don't see the ghost. But, uh, you know, you get the the music going and she gets scared. So they're going to investigate at the library uh, of this lady. So when uh, Peter starts to ask her all of these real funny questions, uh, like, you know, uh, is there anybody psychotic in your family? You know, of course, it would be a standard question. But when he says, are you menstruating right now? And the guys and the guys like, what does that have to do with it? He goes back off, man. I'm a scientist. Really cool the way that Bill Murray plays that line off. But uh, it's so funny how iconic that line has been when uh, people will just... I love seeing people walk around with their shirts that says, Back off, man, I'm a scientist. And it just says that because I've seen shirts that have had that before. And uh, I instantly I'm just like, yep, I love it. It's Ghostbusters. Good times. Let's talk about another great scene. Okay, the stacking book scene. Excuse me, I needed a drink there. Okay, so... What's real funny is when the books are stacked up and uh, and they start doing all these technical terms of, you know, this is what happened back in this day and stuff. And Peter just plays it off and just says, you're right. No human being would stack books like this. And uh, I like it when the, the when the cabinet falls down and they look at each other and he goes, uh, ever happened to you before? And then, you know, uh, that's when. Uh, Dan Aykroyd Ray is shaking his head and he's like, no, you know, first time. Here's the thing with the full screen. I saw this a lot as a kid and there's a couple different parts where the full screen is really, really bad where I was just like, I don't get it. Why is that cut off? And that's when the first scene I noticed is they're not showing um, Egon on the uh, on the left hand side of the screen. They're just showing uh, Peter and Ray and uh and the uh, not and of course in the widescreen you can see all of them, but it's just like that's one of the first scenes where I was like, why does this not look right? And of course you know later on that's when I found out about the difference between full screen and widescreen, which uh, you know we all know what the difference is of course. But uh, that's definitely one of the f- scenes that I remember as a kid was when he starts to talk to him about the bookcase, and uh, it's good stuff. Now. One funny line that I really like is uh, when Ray says, listen, and then they get real quiet. He says, you smell something? So it's like, okay, how dumb was that line? But it worked because of the fact of uh, just the way he, he's been playing his character. Uh, it's, just so, it's just so funny. I really like the way that he, uh, that he pulls it off. So the, uh, the ghost, when we first see the ghost of the movie, which is the librarian, Man, does that look good. I mean, keep in mind, this film is made in 1984. So the special effects uh, were definitely, back then, were amazing. And still to this day, that ghost looks really, really good. 
Um, she, you can see right through her. The way she's holding the book looks good. The way the lighting effect is uh, in front of her, really, really good. Uh, I totally dug in. Of course, you know the getter, and then the ghost, you know, screams and and the face turns to a skeleton, real nasty. Really looks good. I mean, I'm just today they probably would, you know. I'm not sure how they filmed the scene. I'm sure there wasn't CGI or anything like that. But today, I think if they were to remake this movie, they would totally butcher that scene and it would not be as effective as it is in this film. So, uh, so yeah, I totally, totally dug that uh, that first time you see the ghost. It's pretty flipping awesome. So, uh, what is up in the... I haven't been checking out the chat too much because I'm trying to, uh, to keep on track here. But, uh, yeah, the getter, man... That was uh, that was definitely a super fun time. So um, another great uh, scene, of course, which I have to admit, there's maybe one, if not maybe two, where the uh, yeah, keep on track. Yeah, yeah, be quiet, mailman. All right, I'm trying my best here. Okay, give me a break. Um, there's very, I think there's maybe one or two uh, scenes that don't really work too good, but. Uh, when I get to that, I'll get to that. But uh, this whole like first 45 minutes is so flawless. Hey, Masunas, look over here. Um, oh, nobody over there. Oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, okay, cool. Uh, man, you guys, I'm telling you, I can't... See, Jason, now I know what you mean when you do a live show. And uh, you're like, man, I can't look at the chat because then you get all jacked up. But see, you're lucky because you have somebody that can, like, talk for you on the other side. So uh, I've purposely tried not to look at the chat, but now I'm, like, getting sidetracked. But that's the beauty of a, of a live episode is you can you can go ahead and do that. So, um, okay, so, guys, um, basically in the, uh, the, the library scene, would you definitely agree that the ghost looks very, very good and is definitely held up today. And, uh, I mean, if, if the movie was remade, I'm sure it probably wouldn't look as good. But I was just wondering, uh, and you guys in the chat, if you really dig the first time you see a ghost of how effective it was because I thought it was flipping awesome. So, uh, all right, so moving on here. All right, so you guys got to forgive me here. See, this is what, see, you guys that don't podcast, this is the point when you uh, you pause and you take a look at what you're doing and then you go back, you know, and you fix it in editing. But, hey, that's the beauty of a live show here. So give me a second here. All right. Oh, yeah. The uh, I'm always serious. You earned it. Okay. So uh, after they get scared and uh, and they talk about how they were able to basically touch Touch the ghost. And Egon comes up with the fact of it wasn't a complete waste. We basically could be able to catch it. And when Peter, of course, Peter's all about fame and fortune. When he realizes that, oh, my gosh, we can actually catch a ghost. I really like the fact of uh, when they decide the fact of, are you serious about this? I'm always serious. And that's when Peter pulls out like a baby Ruth and he goes, you know, Egon, you've earned it you know and uh and it's just kind of funny it's it, it's his way of just saying you know what you are you are a man you know you're the man you know you're always there to uh to uh you know figure something out that i can't figure out so it's good stuff now um the uh let's see oh 
the mortgage. Okay, this is what cracks me up with this film. There's a couple different times when they say something that I'm just like, I'm like, wow, that's happening today. When they want to get the money to open up the business and they come out of the bank and Peter's like, everybody has three mortgages nowadays, which is real funny because I've had two mortgages on my house. I honestly didn't know that you could have three. So the fact of back in 84, you could have three. Um, good times, man. Good times. Um, yeah, I was born in that house. And uh, and the interest rate alone is $95,000. I mean, seriously, how much was this house that they got? Because think about it. All the money they spend, I mean, obviously the proton packs had to have been expensive because they're nuclear devices. They bought the firehouse. They, and they, of course, they mentioned that the Ecto-1 was $4,800. But seriously, how much did Ray get for this house that they were able to buy all this crap? And, uh, and of course, with the interest rate being $95,000, I guess they got a lot of money. But, uh, you know, that's kind of the cool thing is they don't actually go into that kind of stuff. But uh, the best thing is when Bankman's like, the franchise alone will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. Now, what's cool is this film is like uh, it, it's – it knows that this film is going to be humongous. It knows that it's going to be awesome. It's kind of like they knew that, uh, you know, there's some movies, especially like big movies, where they're like, we had no idea how this movie was going to be. Uh, but I think with Ghostbusters, they're like, you know what? I think we got a hit on our hands. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we should go ahead and... Uh, Sorry, guys. My computer just locked up here. Give me a second. But anyways, what's cool is the franchise alone, Beyond Our Wildest Dreams. I mean, it's kind of like this movie turned into a franchise. I mean, uh, cartoons, uh, video games. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, there was this thing called uh, Ecto-1. Uh, it was it was a high C, and it had Slimer on it. And it was green, but man, it tasted so flipping good. And uh, I went on eBay the other day to see if I could find some of that stuff. I mean, I'm sure by now it would be nasty. But, yeah, Ecto Cooler was so awesome. Uh, but if you go to, like, uh, to like a Spencer's, um, I don't know if any of you guys have a Spencer's or nothing like that. But uh, they kind of have a representation of that now. Um, but it's, like, in uh, a sports drink kind of thing. So I bought it once, and it definitely tasted nasty. It was not good whatsoever. So, but uh, yeah, I love the whole. You know, the franchise alone will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. It's like you guys knew that you were going to have this crazy, crazy um, franchise. So Dana's building. Okay, so uh, Sigourney Weaver. Now, don't kill me, but I've never seen the Alien films. Um, I've only seen Alien vs. Predator. I wanted to see the Alien films. Uh, I'm going to see the Alien films. Unfortunately, I know that like she dies in like part three, and then they resurrect her in part four, and, and the one with Winona Ryder everybody hates, I guess. So um, the funny thing is, is that uh, I think Sigourney Weaver uh, works really good in this film. You know, uh, especially how they make her, you know, this real pristine, you know 
quote unquote, she looks like a businesswoman, you know, and then later on in the film, with just a little bit of makeup and a dress, she looks completely different than she did uh, before. So um, this is real. This was my first experience to Sigourney Weaver, and uh, and she definitely does Dana very well. It's good stuff. And uh, the building, the building definitely works, especially when the music kicks in. Um, and you know, it's real creepy. You know, I'm sure that building. Uh, they looked at it and they said, "Hey, that looks like a building that could have the devil in it." You know, it's kind of how they probably thought. So with the music, it definitely works. And uh, so when we see the eggs um, pop out, which, you know, I look real carefully at this scene and I was like, OK, how are they going to pull the uh, how do the special effects hold up? And it does. It looks so good. I don't see no strings opening up the egg box and then the eggs coming out and and, ha- you know, and start cooking everywhere. Looks so flipping good. Good stuff. And then, of course, they have the. Uh, the refrigerator open and then you know we see um the devil dog and he says zool that whole kitchen scene was so good not uh, not any issue with that whatsoever so um i flip and love that scene it was some good stuff oh and i wanted to stay off there was kind of a payoff scene when they have the stay puff marshmallows next to the eggs because of course later on we turn into the stay puff marshmallow man but it's kind of a good um you know kind of a good payoff that they put that there for you, you know, and uh, the picture looks just exactly the way he is when he's going to come running down the street and start crushing on everything. So good stuff. Um, the uh, When we first meet Janine, um, Janine is flipping hilarious. I mean, you know, of course, the first couple times you see her, she's just sitting in her chair and uh, and just has her glasses on. Of course, she was um, in a lot of different TV shows and stuff, but she plays this part flipping awesome because you know she likes she definitely doesn't like peter i mean you could tell that right from right from the get-go she can see right through him and she thinks he's a jerk but you know of course she loves egon and and uh when they try to have a conversation is like oh you know my hobbies are i collect molds spores and fungus you know Uh, i really dig janine she is definitely a good time and uh so yeah when we get introduced to her and then especially later when she starts to get pissed off uh, at Peter and stuff, and she starts to really go off on him. Good stuff. So the uh, we have we both. Ha- oh, okay. So when I was a kid, I was always wondering, like, man, when are we going to get to the Ghostbusters? But you know, now that I'm older, I can appreciate the way that they build up to the actual quote unquote. You know, put on the suit and going to kick some major butt and stuff like that. Um, as a kid, the scene where um, Peter goes to Dana's apartment and tries to check it out. That always bored me as a kid, but now I dig it. I think it's cool uh, because they, they start to have really good chemistry. And uh, my favorite is when she, my favorite line that she says to him is, uh, "Yes, we both have the same problem. It's you." You know, real good stuff. Um, I really appreciated the chemistry there. Although I did find the only weird thing in that scene is when uh, he's about ready to walk out the door and he turns around and she just says, no, you know, like that. I was like, okay, what's that about? So that was the only thing I was like, okay, what was up with that? Um, but when we get to, you know, the, the, 
what I call the, uh, you know, when the Ghostbusters finally get rolling. You know, they're eating the Chinese food. And, of course, the petty cash is officially gone at this point. Uh, and Janine gets the call. And she's kind of shocked that she got a call. Yes, yes, of course, we're serious. And she goes, you do? You have? Because she's, like, putting on her shoes. You could tell she's, like, leaving for the day. And then when she screams, we got one. And then they hit the bell. And then that music comes on. Man, that's a good scene. I, I flip and love it. It's good, good times. And, uh, you know, it's a good song. And that's when they, uh, you know, put on the suits and they get in the ambulance and they go. And that's the first time we see the logo. Now, of course, we saw the logo uh, in the beginning of the film during the credits when it said Ghostbusters, which is kind of funny with the logo in the beginning of the film because on normal writing of anything you see in Ghostbusters, it always has Ghost and Busters put together. But for the credit sequence, it has Ghost on the top and uh, busters on the bottom so i always thought that was kind of weird but anyways that logo is flipping awesome but i have to admit i do really dig the ghostbusters 2 logo with where the ghost is smiling and sticking out the two fingers now i know a lot of people don't like ghostbusters 2 uh i personally think ghostbusters 2 is one star below ghostbusters 1 um it's definitely a good sequel but it's not uh it's nowhere near as awesome as Ghostbusters 1 but i really like the logo of uh of Ghostbusters 2 uh but the Ghostbusters 1 logo though is obviously iconic i mean i'm flipping wearing a Ghostbusters shirt today i had to i have like four Ghostbusters shirt and uh and uh there's this i saw a hoodie of Ghostbusters on uh, people's court the other day and i was like man i just want to reach to that tv and take that guy's hoodie because that is flipping sweet uh, and then in uh, today in the mail, um, I posted this on Facebook, all of my friends out there. Uh, I got a bunch of uh, buttons, and Ghostbusters is one of them, and then like Karate Kid and stuff. And the button looks sweet because with, lo- with the logo and then in the background it's black. It shines real nice. It looks so flipping sweet. So, But, uh, yeah, I, I love the logo. When we first see it, it looks flipping awesome. So when uh, when the guys, they all they all act like, yeah, we've done this before. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a hilarious scene because, you know, they're going to the elevator and the guy's like, what are you supposed to be? Some sort of cosmic act? No, we're exterminators. Somebody saw a cockroach up on 12. Must be some cockroach. Bite your head off, man. Uh, really good stuff. And then of course they're in the elevator and this is another scene when on the full screen TV version, they only show Peter and Egon, um, in this scene. They don't show Ray. So when they go to turn on his proton pack, you see them slide, you know, in the elevator, but you never see Ray, which is like, okay, this movie is the perfect example of the difference between widescreen and full screen. I mean, obviously, you know, show me to Winston. Jason got the idea because Winston Zedmore nine times out of ten is cut off of this film. It's because of full screen and it's just like this movie is the perfect example if someone's complaining about the lines you know the line on top and the line on the bottom show them the difference between full screen and widescreen in this film i guarantee you that somebody is going to change their mind uh with uh, widescreen so uh, i really like that and my favorite part is when they come out and uh, you know we kind of need to do a test and they shoot the lady with uh you know with the toilet paper and stuff and she's like what the hell are you doing? That always cracks me up. I flip in just the way she says it is hysterical. I still laugh to this day. Uh, but they're like, okay, obviously that was a good test. 
So when they go around and uh, when Peter meets Slimer, I flippin' love Slimer. Slimer is so awesome. I mean, think about it. Everybody loves Slimer. I mean, they even added Slimer to the Ghostbusters cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, which uh, I finally got that on DVD a couple of uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I have all of the, uh, I think all of season one it is. And uh, in the cartoon, uh, when I was a kid, there's this one episode uh, that had the Sandman in it. He had like this big pumpkin head, uh, but his name was Sandman. He used to freak me out. And he was so flippin' scary. And Egon used to be scared of this guy. He would like come out of the closet. So because of this guy, I was, uh, oh, Sam Hain. Thank you. Yeah, that guy freaked me out, man. Ugh. Uh, that those Halloween episodes of uh, of the real Ghostbusters were some of the best uh, good times. But yeah, Slimer, I love him in the cartoon. But of course, in this film, now he looks but ugly in part two. I mean, he basically looks like he uh, he got like he ate a couple million uh, Doritos and uh, and he just gained all the weight or something like that. It's like what happened to Slimer in part two? I have no idea. So. Yeah, I know I should have had a Ghostbusters slideshow, but, you know, hey, next time, I promise, for the 100th episode, but wait, the 100th episode's Karate Kid, so hey, these slideshow will work perfect for that movie, but, hey, man, what can I say? I'm sorry, you know, what are you going to do? So anyways, back to Slimer. I love when Ray first sees Slimer and the cigarette is hanging off of his lip. I think that my uncle used to to do that. He could take a cigarette and put it at the bottom of his, uh, you don't think I'll ever get to do a karate kid? Why is that? <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll be able to get to 100 episodes. It's cool. I, I got about another year to go. It's all good. So, and, uh, and uh, But anyways, I love it when the cigarette is hanging off of his mouth. It's just flipping hilarious. So when Ray shoots Slimer and Slimer starts to scream, because it's funny when you hear a ghost actually scream and then he goes into the wall, good stuff. Uh, Slimer looks really good because you can see right through him and uh, the special effects look great on Slimer. And of course, one of the best parts is when Peter first comes in contact with him and uh, and he gets slimed. And I love it in the, if you buy Ghostbusters 2, if you have the DVD uh, where the covers are green, you actually get two episodes of uh, of the real Ghostbusters, and one of them is where um, Peter um, talks about having Slimer as as part of the crew, and they kind of go back to the movie when they talk about how Slimer used to uh, you know used to how Slimer uh, slimed them, obviously. But anyways, that scene is really good because the music builds up. It's like when Slimer's going at him and Peter starts to scream and yell and, and uh, Ray starts to run at him and stuff. I love it because you think that Peter's dead almost, the way they're building up the music. And then when he's just laying there, because of course he can't move because he has like what? Uh, like a 100-pound neutron nuclear device on the back. So uh, So it's good times. And he's like, I, he's slimy. And of course, Ray's like, that's great. Actual physical contact. Good stuff. And uh, I really like when, uh, you know, Peter is just pissed off and he goes, that's him. That's the one that got me. And his whole mission is forget everything around, uh, you know, around the, uh, you know, would you guys. All right. Cheerful Charlie. I, I see you, man. I'm glad you're here, man. It's awesome. You guys are distracting me. I got to not look at the stupid chat. So. But uh, I flip in love when uh, when they go into the dining room 
And uh, no, I'm just messing with you, man. It's cool. Uh, but I love when they go to the dining room and uh, and Peter and they just start jacking the place up. I mean, they don't care how much destruction they're doing. Which in the video game, I flip and love that because you get to do is you get to do all this destruction. And in like the right hand side of your screen, it starts to pick up how much destruction. What? Missunas? Yeah, I know. But anyways, it's funny how um, how your money starts to rack up. Uh, on the right hand side it's flipping awesome so uh, this scene obviously is probably what gave them too much uh, <laughs> is probably what gave him the idea to do it but I love it when he pulls the uh, uh, he's at the table he's like wait 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 wait! I always wanted to do this and he goes ahead and he and he pulls the tablecloth he goes and the flowers are still standing uh, good stuff uh, and then of course we get the ever so lovely uh, don't cross the streams he goes that would be bad. Okay, I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. What do you mean bad? And he goes, and that's when Egon goes into this whole. Just imagine your whole uh, being, um, your nuclear is blown. Uh, some crazy line that he throws. And then when Peter says, "Okay, that's bad." Okay, I got it. So it's flipping good. But uh, the whole scene of trying to go after Slimer is so flipping awesome. And uh, the best thing is after they catch Slimer. Uh, and they and Peter walks out. He goes, "We came, we saw, we kicked its ass." Uh, I always loved that as a kid, but I, of course on TV, you know, back in the '80s, you weren't allowed to say "ass," so it was always funny the words that they would use for that scene. They're like, "We came, we saw, we kicked its tail." We came, we saw, we kicked its butt. And I remember one time there was like, we came, we saw, we kicked its tushy. Some, I don't know, they had some real funny stuff going for like the the stuff that they would put in TV. And that scene always annoyed me when I watched it on TV because I'm like, oh, you guys just ruined it. But the funny thing is when he's got to tell him how much he's going to charge him for, uh, yeah, kicked its can. Yeah, that's it. Um, I love him when Egon is sitting there trying to tell Peter how much it's going to cost. And he uses his fingers, but he puts it like below his mouth like, okay, I'm really afraid to tell you. But Peter, of course, being the, you know, the the money guy, he's all like, oh, this is this is super cheap. You know, we're it's only going to cost you four thousand dollars. And then we're having a special. We're basically going to we're going to hold the, the ghost for you for only a thousand dollars, you know, five thousand dollars. Uh, I didn't know it would be so much. I won't pay it. So, uh, and of course, oh, you know, we can go ahead and put it back. Uh, that scene is priceless. And then, of course, we get the whole montage scene, which now you guys know that the Karate Kid is my uh, is my uh, is my all time favorite montage. You know, the you're the best around the tournament scene. But I have to admit that this is probably, if not my second, maybe my third favorite montage of the whole like Ghostbusters, uh, you know, going out and, and, you know, they're playing the song and they're going to, uh, you know, they're going after Ghost and, and they're playing the song and uh, and they're on like Dave, uh, not David Letterman. Oh my gosh. They're on uh, Larry King, which is funny because Larry King still looks the same way that he did uh, on there. So, um, okay. All right. Hold on. Yes, there was. I got to type yes because I just looked at the chat. So that question, yes, I had a short circuit podcast. That was a couple weeks ago. So go on iTunes and look for it. So anyways, you're messing me up here. Okay. So what I really love in the montage, they do a screw up, which is when they're showing the Ecto-1. And the Ecto-1, they show the logo. The logo is in flipping. um, The logo, it's in reverse. 
it's not normal. It basically looks like a mirror shot. So my sorry, my session had just closed. That's why I got frustrated about that. I apologize. But anyways, that's the one thing in the montage that cracked me up. It's like seriously, you guys, uh, did you not notice that the logo was backwards? If flipping was annoying, but otherwise, the the whole montage scene is great, and uh, the scene where um, when Ray has the ghost on top of him and he's kind of having like quote unquote ghost sex was kind of funny. Uh, it was, it was hilarious. So of course, during the, um, during that we see, uh, Winston, you know, show up. So here's the cool thing with Winston, Winston Zedmore. He is awesome because number one, it's Ernie Hudson. Okay. I mean, this is definitely the first, uh, Ernie Hudson film, uh, that I ever saw him in, but, he, you know, of course, he would go on to do like The Crow and, and tons of great stuff. But he's awesome in this film because of the fact of you don't remember ghost sex. Yeah, that's when he's when the ghost is over, <laughs> when the ghost is over uh, him and he closes his eyes and then it starts to undo his pants. How do you not remember that scene? It's flipping crazy. But uh, <laughs> but what's funny is, is uh, where is you guys are cracking me up with the chat. I got to not look at that. Um the, oh, Winston Zedmore. Okay. The reason why Winston Zedmore is cool is he's like, um, when Janine's giving him the whole, like, she's bored and tell him, do you believe in this, the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll do anything you say. And the way that that's his first line delivery of the film. And you instantly know that Winston Zedmore is awesome because of the fact of, He's going to believe everything that happens. You know, he's not going to be skeptic. He's not going to be the scientist. Winston Zedmore is basically us. We're along for the ride, and that's what Winston Zedmore is. He's along for the ride. He basically is just going to look, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens kind of thing, which is cool. So, of course, you know, uh, when he's uh, he's hired instantly, uh, which is kind of funny. So obviously nobody must to try to have been a Ghostbuster. Uh, he has to go ahead and put the uh, the ghost in the containment uh, in the containment, which is pretty awesome. So now uh, the one scene uh, that I want to talk about is when um, Peter goes to see Dana to basically ask her out. You know, she comes out with this guy. Uh, you know, they just finished doing a concert together. Now the guy, which Peter calls him a stiff. That's the man, that's the bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop 3. You know the guy that I didn't like, the real corny, cheesy bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop 3? That's the guy. He has, he's got long hair in this one. But uh, that's the guy that's with uh, Dana in that scene, which is flipping hilarious. But um, I, I like this scene. It's good because she's like, yeah, you're a celebrity now. Did you have a chance to, uh, to look at my case? You know, and that's when we get more information on who Zool is and Gozer and and all that fun stuff. But I like it when she when he's like, "Who's the stiff?" You know, and then of course when uh, she she officially agrees to the date, and uh, and he starts to make fun of that guy. She goes, "I'm sorry I didn't meet you, sir. You don't make, but you look kind of pale, sir. You know, real good stuff." Um, so let's move on to oh, when uh, when Janine gets pissed off at Peter. Because uh, she's talking about how she hasn't had a day off or anything like that. And, uh, you know, Janine, with your qualifications, you could easily be a flight attendant or work at a restaurant. I've quit better jobs than this. Ghostbusters, what do you want? You know, she has like a Brooklyn accent when she, when she does that scene, which is flipping hilarious. So good stuff. Now, let's talk about Walter Peck. 
Walter Peck. Oh, okay. Now we all know that this is the douchebag from Die Hard. Uh, you know, Die Hard. Uh, what? Yeah, he was in Die Hard One and Die Hard Two. He's the reporter that basically, uh, you know. Bruce Willis's wife punches out at the end, and then in part two, she is the one that, uh, you know, she's on a plane with him. So this guy, Walter Peck, is definitely an excellent douchebag. I mean, he plays it perfectly. And uh, and I really like the jokes that they do to this guy later on in the film to kind of get payback. But he's supposed to be this en- environmentalist specialist kind of thing, and, and he's just basically a jerk. And you can tell he just wants to cause problems, basically. But... Uh, I like it when he's trying to get information out of Peter, and Peter's just like, um, you didn't say the magic word. What's the magic word? Please. Can I please see the storage facility? No. And why not? You know, and that's when they go off on each other. And, uh, and you know, of course, that's the – that's the how, how do I want to put this? It builds up to what's going to happen on later. And, uh, and Walter Peck is definitely – you don't like him already – but by the end of this film, you really hate this guy. And obviously the guy that plays him does a really great job. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he's flipping awesome. I dig Walter Peck. He's good stuff. So I like the Twinkie scene where they're talking about the containment unit is kind of getting to be too full. And uh, that's when Egon starts to get readings that I have a feeling that uh, you know things are going to get nasty around here. And we just don't have enough room for it. And that's when they do this Twinkie description of how bad it's going to get. And uh, and they start to, uh, you know, uh, Ray starts to choke on his own smoke from his cigarette. And uh, and then, of course, Peter comes down and then Zedmore is just like, tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? You know, that whole Twinkie scene was flipping hilarious. Good stuff. Now, I haven't talked about Louis Tully yet, but Ray Romanis. Uh, not Ray Romanis. Oh, my gosh, people. Seriously, do I not know names today? Okay, Rick Moranis. Okay, yeah, this guy, he's flipping awesome. Okay, now what I love about him is the fact of he is the perfect, you know, forget geeks, okay? Because we all know what geeks are. Geeks are not nerds, okay? And this guy is a complete nerd. But you know what? Anytime anybody calls me a nerd, I'm like, yeah, I'm a never any radical dude. What do you got to say about that? So, and that's a trademark from Masunis. So if you're going to use never any radical dude, make sure you trademark and tell people where you heard it from so i'm just saying that's my trademark anyways um i love flipping lewis tully he is awesome and the cool thing about lewis tully is uh every time dana walks in the apartment she hears uh or he hears her coming in even if she's tiptoeing he flipping hears her which is great and of course he's annoying everything he says he talks super fast and uh he is just a he's just such a good time and uh, I really like the uh, the whole scene of let me in. This is at the party. And uh, he gets he gets locked out. And he's like, let me in. Somebody let me in. And then his voice starts to crack. And then you hear Dana's door slam. Flipping hilarious. It is awesome. So good stuff. Um, let's see. Oh, let's talk about the, the phone call, as I like to call it. Um, this is where Dana is on the phone with her mom. And she talks about how, you know, she's having a conversation with her and how she's going to be going out on a date. This is one of the first movies that I remember watching as a kid where I didn't hear the other side of the conversation. You pretty much in your mind had to think of, okay, well, what is the mom saying based on what Dana was saying? And I like that. It's it's a simple effect because, uh, you know, basically 
nowadays things are handed to you. It's like, okay, audience, you're stupid. You can't use your imagination. Here you go. So I kind of like the fact that in this movie, it's like, uh, it's granted, it's just a phone call, but it's it's something that's simple that. Uh, you know, what is the mom saying in the other end? You know, it, I like it. It was cool. I like movies that do that where you have to think of what is the other character on the other end saying good stuff. So let's talk about the scene where Dana is taken away. Flipping scary as hell. Okay. When I was a kid, this was, um, oh, this film, not this film. Oh my gosh. This scene scared me to death. I never wanted to sit on a couch ever again. I have to tell you something. Hey, SmackDown is crap. Yes, it is. SmackDown sucks, okay? Just for you guys to know, okay? The reason why SmackDown sucks is because The Rock's not on it. He's only on Raw, so SmackDown sucks. So go ahead, Steve Rogers. Go ahead, man. Go watch this. Go watch SmackDown. So, But, hey, I'm glad you came on, man. If you are leaving for the night, it's cool. I'm glad you came, man. But uh, you need to go watch some Raw because that's where the good stuff is. So, anyways, um, getting back to the couch scene. So the couch scene, uh, here's why I like it. Because of uh, when the arms come out, it's so flippin', you know, it just scared me as a kid. You know, it's kind of like the scene, if you ever seen Pet Cemetery, where, you know, the little kid cuts the Achilles tendon of the guy. I always, like, every time I got to the bed of my bed, I always picked up my feet. Uh, man, it was always crazy. And then there's actually one of the arms uh, touches her boobs, which, uh, yeah, Jason just said that, which is funny. Um that I don't know, man. That scene, and of course the devil dog. I didn't talk about that, but the 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 hellhound or devil dog, whatever you want to call it. But you, the 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 hellhound is so scary looking. Now, of course, the only time the special effects start to look bad was the scene in the apartment when you first see it. You know, when when Lewis opens the closet and uh, and he throws the coat on the hellhound. And uh, that was good. You know, the close-up scenes are really awesome. But it's when uh, when it comes out of the closet and it, uh, and it like, lands on the table, it looks kind of bad there. And then, of course, when he's chasing after, after Lewis, uh, you know, it kind of looks like a bad green screen. But, of course, again, 1984. So that's really the only... Um, the only time on Ghostbusters when it kind of looks, you know, yeah, it's claymation. What do you expect? Yeah. I'm just saying that, uh, the close-up scenes of the Hellhound were awesome, but if you're looking to to date this film, that's really the only time where the special effects look dated. Otherwise, all the other special effects look flipping awesome. So, but uh, I really dig the the couch scene just because you know the arms come up and grab her, and then uh, it pushes her into the door, and then it closes, and then the music gets all crazy, and it's just it just scared me as a kid. And it's kind of like the Never Ending Story. You know, the Never Ending Story. I love that film, but I'll tell you that that wolf, the the morgue, whatever the heck his name is, still scares me to death today. Okay, I cannot literally look at that film without having to at least close my eye just a little bit. Because when I was a kid, I used to think that it would jump out of the TV and, and eat me or something like that. I'll tell you, the morgue is is more scarier than almost all the werewolves I've ever seen before. But uh, that that's kind of how I felt with uh, with the 
with the couch scene. It was like I almost didn't want to sit on a couch before. So uh, good stuff. So Lewis is funny because of the fact of, you know, when he's trying to run away from the hellhound and he, and he goes to that restaurant, and he's like, let me in. Somebody let me in. And I, I always used to say this to my friends when I was like, you want to watch some Ghostbusters? I would always do the scene of uh cute doggy cute little pooch maybe i got a milk bone you know i always used to do that scene from my friends i can do it a lot better if i'm actually standing up but i really dig that scene it's so funny of course that's really the last time that we see lewis be the real lewis and he's not possessed until the end of the film so um let's uh okay dana's look okay dana looks flipping amazing uh, uh possessed okay now Granted, they just changed her makeup a little bit and they put, uh, you know, they put a different dress on her, you know, a more provocative dress. But she looks so different. You know, she plays it. You know, obviously, she's playing it differently because she's supposed to be possessed. But I, she just, it, the, I don't know. It's just something about the way she looks looks so good. I mean, like when she opens the door and, and Peter's like, uh, she opens the door. Are you the key master? No. And then she slams the door in his face. Are you the key master? Yeah. And then he comes in. He's like, well, I'm just a friend. But uh, this scene is really funny because, you know, Peter officially uh, has not had Dana be his girlfriend. He's been trying to get uh, ads begin. And uh, by the way, are you guys um, in the chat? Are you guys hearing any ads play at all? Um, because uh, I I heard it when I first started the show. Oh, you have. Okay. I'm sorry about that whole ad thing. That that flipping sucks. So hopefully when this hits on uh, on iTunes, um, you know, after I you know edit all that fun stuff, hopefully the ads won't be there. But it's just what are you gonna do, you know? Um, but anyways, getting back to Dana, um, the scene where um, she's talking about how she she's like she wants him to basically have sex with her and uh she's like do you want this body is that a trick question and then she starts to say take me now sub creature i want you inside me you know that whole like as a kid watching this you don't get it you're like okay what are they talking about but then when you watch it now and you understand things you're like wow that was pretty racy especially keep in mind this film's pg and uh they do they say like they say the s word a lot and uh, and and then talking about like this particular scene, it was really sexual. So it's just kind of funny that it's still it, it was still rated PG. But, you know, as a kid, you don't get it because when he says, oh, no, I can't. You know, it sounds like you got more than one person in there already. You know, it was good stuff. So um, the uh, Lewis going. Oh, OK. The scene where Lewis is run, you know, he's going up to the horse and uh, he uh, starts talking about how Gozer is coming like that. And the, the guy's like, hey, buddy. And then, like, Lewis's eyes turn red. I love it when he runs off and he kicks that old lady's groceries. And it goes all over, uh, all over the ground. And she starts to scream at him. And then the guy, uh, the guy on the horse, he's just like, what an a-hole. I thought that was flipping hilarious. I love, I love that scene. It was so flipping good. So, um now the uh love how the is okay okay um this scene was awesome and it was simple but it was really effective it's when lewis gets uh picked up from the cops and taken to the ghostbusters and uh and then um 
Egon puts the thing on his head. Uh, it kind of you know, it kind of looks like a spaghetti strainer, but with a bunch of crap, uh, you know, crap in it. And uh, what's really cool is when they're doing a scan of him, which earlier in the film when they were scanning Dana, you saw Dana's face, but it was kind of like in a bunch of uh, different colors and stuff like that. This time you see the hellhound in the in the picture, and then next to it is is, is Sully. Uh, not Sully, it's Lewis. So I really like that scene. It was effective because it tells you right away that he's possessed. But if you really weren't paying attention, you could kind of miss it. And uh, it was simple but effective. I, I dug it. It was pretty good. Now, the best like line delivery he does is when he starts to talk all about Gozer coming back. And he does that super long line about, uh, oh, my gosh, what, is, what does he say? It's about uh, uh, chlorians and um, roasted. And it, you know what scene I'm talking about. It's flipping hilarious. And the way that uh, Rick Moranis was able to do that scene without losing a breath, I thought it was flipping priceless. It was good stuff. So I like the uh, the next scene that happens with uh, you know Ray and uh, Winston. And they're in Ecto-1. And he's like, hey, Ray, do you believe in God? And then Ray just nonchalantly is like never met him before and just the way he says it was funny because he's too busy looking at a map and then they start talking about how um the every ancient religion has uh their myth about the end of the world and then winston gets pissed off at him and he's like myth kind of like man are you stupid what do you mean myth he goes, don't you think the reason why we've been busy so lately is because the dead have been rising from the grave? Because they just talk about the whole revelation and the dead rising from the grave and stuff like that. It's a pretty casual conversation that they're having. But the way that uh, Zedmore says uh, myth, it's like he's like wants to slap him across the head. So I flip and love that scene. It's it's so good. So let's get to the, uh, the shut off scene. Okay. This is where we get to see Walter Peck be uh you know the uh the jerk that he is okay so he wants to shut down the the you know the storage facility and uh i love the build-up of this scene about how you can't shut it down uh and it's basically like taking a bomb and setting it off in the city and uh and he's like don't shut it off i'm warning you and this guy has a comed hat uh or hard hat and it's kind of funny because ComEd's logo really hasn't changed that much uh, in 2012 as it did in 1984, which is pretty cool. But uh, this whole scene, what's really funny is, you know, it's Walter Peck's reason for this to happen, which, of course, it needed to happen to make the story go along and stuff. But uh, what's after the big explosion and stuff happens, then he has the cops say oh these guys are the direct result of it and what's funny is egon you know egon's been cool calm and collective this whole film you know he's the super serious scientist but he gets pissed off and he's like your mother and it's like you could tell he wanted to say some other choice words to him and it was kind of like yeah egon is egon for the win you know it was really cool to see him just go off on him it was flipping awesome so uh the jail scene I love it when Carl from Family Matters, you know Carl, Family Matters, you know he's the cop and diehard and he shows up at the uh, at the jail scene when 
they're going when they're, he's going to transport the Ghostbusters to the mayor. But before that happens, when they're in the jail and they're basically talking about the building, I like how all the other criminals are just kind of like nonchalant, not really caring about what's going on. But then the more they start going with it, and then Peter's just like, everybody get that so far? Uh, and then when they start talking about the end of the world, it might actually happen. And then Peter starts to break out into a song. It was a really good scene because of the fact of first it started off as kind of comedic. And then it started to build up to like this big serious moment of like, okay, by the end of this movie, we're pretty much going to be facing like the end of the world almost, you know. And uh, it was flipping, flipping great scene. I love it. But of course, and as I said, Carl shows up and it's like, Ghostbusters, the mayor wants to see you guys. And it's cool. It's like he was born to be a cop. You know, he played a cop in Family Matters. He was a cop in Die Hard and in Die Hard 2. And then he is a cop in this film. So I flipping like the fact of, uh, you know, seeing Carl again. It was a pretty good thing. So... Um, let's talk about the gatekeeper and the key master. Okay. So let's get this straight. Okay. Um, Lewis Tully is totally infatuated with Dana, right? And Dana wants nothing to do with this guy. Okay. She knows that he's a complete, you know, nerd and doesn't want nothing to do with him. But what happens in this part? Flippin' Lewis gets busy with Dana, okay? Granted, they may be possessed, but he got his action going on with, uh, you know, with the key master and gatekeeper. So it's kind of funny. And of course, as a kid, I really didn't realize what they were doing kind of thing. But now it's when I look back at it, or especially seeing it now, it's kind of like, how funny is it that, you know, Lewis got busy with Dana, but Peter never got busy with Dana. So it's, again, another sex thing, but it's just kind of funny. Granted, it's subtle, it's subtle, but it's, it's really funny. So um, another thing that is always good is the uh, is the mayor scene when uh, you know basically the Ghostbusters have to explain what's going on and the best thing my, this is my favorite part of the whole entire film and this is when Ray says that everything was going fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless over here and then uh, and then he's like uh, they caused an explosion is this true yes it's true this man has no dick. And then he starts to go off on him and he's like, well, that's what I heard. Me and my friend, uh, me and my brother-in-law, we do that all the time. Anytime we're like in a, a family get, a gathering or something like that and somebody says something real crazy, we'll both yell out, well, that's what I heard. It's real hilarious. I flip and love that scene. It's so awesome. So it's just every time I, I know it's coming, but every time I hear it, I just laugh hysterically. It's good stuff. So um, let's get to the, uh, oh, the, uh, the dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. It's kind of cool that, you know, trying to convince the mayor to, uh, to let him go, how they start going through, what do you mean biblical? And they start going through, you know, fire and brimstone falling from the sky, you know, water, uh, seas boiling, all that stuff. But the best part is when Peter says, uh, you know, that what if I'm right, you know, then we'll go to jail peacefully quiet we'll enjoy it but if i'm right and we can stop this thing lenny and then the mayor looks at him kind of like okay you're calling me lenny are you showing me some respect kind of just the way he looks and he's like you would have saved the lives of millions of registered voters and then it's, he just gets a smile on his face and then the uh and then the uh the reverend 
has a, has a smile on his face, kind of like he just said the perfect thing. And then, of course, that's when Walter's just like, I can't believe you're seriously considering listening to these men. So good stuff. I mean, that was definitely Peter. You know, Peter's been the whole quote-unquote like salesman of the Ghostbusters. You know, he's all the fame and fortune kind of thing. But his sales technique definitely came into play and is what helped save the Ghostbusters and get out of this jam that they were in just by that one line that he had. So I really dug that, and that scene is still awesome today. Good stuff. So let's talk about when the Ghostbusters are kind of escorted by the army and... Uh, and they go to the building and stuff and all the people are there and cheering and everything this is kind of cool because it's kind of like you know everybody's in love with the ghostbusters even today and uh and peter is just talking to the crowd and he's like getting them fired up and he's trying to get the ghostbusters all fired up and stuff like that really good stuff it's definitely peter being you know the salesman but he's like and ray stance the heart of the ghostbusters and, uh, and it's good stuff. Saving the day. Yeah, that is an excellent song. You know, this that song definitely fits in perfect with this particular scene. So and uh, and it's magic. Um, the scene where uh, all the all the this ghosts get away. You know, after the firehouse blows up and you see all like the waves and and all the neon lights and stuff like that go and they play that song. It, I believe it's magic. That song works really really good. For that particular scene it's pretty awesome but yeah saving the day that's one of the one of the best songs on the soundtrack so it definitely works good times so now as a kid i never understood how it was daytime one one minute and then the next minute when they're fighting um stay puff marshmallow man it turns nighttime and then they go downstairs and it's daytime well i didn't realize that when the building starts to you know start the whole gozer thing that it does this black smoke that comes out of the building and it's essentially so much that it fills up the clouds and of course when they blow up the building at the end of the film then all the you know clouds go away and stuff like that but i you know it's kind of cool that when you're a kid and you see it as as some way then you then you go back as an adult and things start to make sense i really dug that uh, when everything started to click in for me so but that's kind of when you know things are going crazy when the black smoke kicks in and and everything like that so um, what's cool is they uh, Peter you know being the salesman it's like because um, the the ground started to break and they fell in there and people started to think that they might have died and and then they get out and they're like no we're cool we're the ghostbusters you know it's like uh, they, nothing they could do to stop us so then we get the the music cuts off and they're going upstairs and they're like what floor are we on uh they're like nine and they're like well when we get to 20 let me know i'm gonna throw up you know it was flipping hilarious like good stuff now um the uh the scene where they they go up and uh you know, they go up to Dana's apartment because Dana's apartment basically got blown up, you know, when all the ghosts were out loose and the neon lights came to her building and blew it up. And that's what created the staircase to go up to eventually go meet Gozer and stuff like that. So uh, they go up and this is when they see Dana and Lewis turn into the uh, the devil dogs kind of thing. So um, I like it when, you know, Ray's mouth is wide open and uh, he just looks at him and uh and he's just like yeah so what she's a dog you know um really good stuff so we get gozer gozer comes out you know it's uh it, it's a girl and uh he's like go get her ray 
And uh, he starts to good afternoon. He starts doing this whole speech to her again, doing the doing the crazy talk that he does. And she's like, "Are you a god?" And he like looks, and Peter's like, "Say yes." And he goes, "No." Then die. And that whole that whole scene is so good. Special effects look flipping awesome. And uh, and they go, they almost fall off the building. And then of course Winston's like. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes, which still to this day I don't get that line or that whole scene, but it's funny. So I go along with it. It's hilarious. So, And I'm sure you guys are going to yell at me about that later, but I still don't get that whole scene. Anyways, um, I really like then Peter gets, you know, he gets pissed off and he's like, all right, this chick is toast. And, and they go up and the music's playing and then they pull the camera back. And you see all four of them versus on like the full screen, you only see three of them. Um, but in this scene, you see Winston and they're like, okay, hold it. And they, they synchronize and they're like, let's show this prehistoric, you know, be how we do things downtown. And then they shoot her and, and then Ray's like, aim for the flat top. And, uh, and it's good stuff, man. And then she just disappears and they think they're all good and stuff. And, uh, and then, of course, that's when Gozer appears at the top. You know, it was Gozer the whole time, but they kind of think, not Egon, because Egon knows better. He's just like, uh, no, some, they thought they vaporized it right. But um, Egon's smart enough to know that it can't be that simple. So when Gozer starts to talk to him, here's the thing that I don't understand, okay? And you guys in the chat, maybe you can help me out with this because I still don't get it. So when Gozer says that uh, the Traveler has come, so they're basically like, you pick who your destructor is going to be. So immediately when you hear that, you start to put stuff in your head. And that, of course, Peter comes and says, oh, I get it. I get it. If we think of J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover is going to come and destroy us. So empty your heads, clear your heads. So at that moment in time, wouldn't the destructor have already been chosen because he said he had an example he said j edgar hoover so instantly the guys are thinking of other people so i just you know it that's the only scene i was just kind of like questioning even as a kid i was like well they just said j edgar hoover you know i get it, it's supposed to be the stay puff marshmallow man but that was always a scene i had a problem with where i was just kind of like uh okay so no because he said it but he didn't think it silently okay so then he let it go okay I guess that makes kind of sense. But as a kid, that kind of always bothered me. Um, so uh, he goes, uh, the traveler has, um, the, I don't know, what does she say? The traveler has been made. I didn't choose anything. Did you? I didn't choose anything. Did you? No. And he goes, what did you do, Ray? And then they start to see the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I'll tell you, Stay Puft is flipping awesome, okay? I mean, he's a... He's just walking and he's got the smiley face going. He looks exactly like he did, as I talked about in the earlier scene uh, with the, uh, you know, with the eggs and stuff. But he looks flipping awesome and it looks so good. You know, it looks so awesome uh, the way he's just crushing the cars and and just walking down the street. Kind of like the Statue of Liberty scene in part two. That looks so flipping good. But the Stay Puft Marshmallow scene is just is one of the best special effects. Um, 
in that movie and still one of the best special effects you know granted people say well transformers has way better special effects than state of marshmallow man but you know what this is it's simple but it's awesome and my favorite line is when peter says nobody steps on a church in my town and then they're like one two three roast them and then uh the state of marshmallow man's face gets all crazy and i love this in the video game because in the video game you have to fight the state of marshmallow man but in the video game he flipping throws like these big old uh marshmallows at you and stuff and uh and then you're actually because uh, in the ghostbusters game you're the fourth ghostbuster and in the video game you have to no not the nes game the playstation 3 game the xbox 360 and the playstation 3 game that's the one where uh it's called ghostbusters the video game it just came out a couple years ago it was made by atari and that that game is amazing the graphics look amazing and everybody came back to voice the characters that they did and stuff but there's one scene that i could never beat when i was first playing it where you're hanging from a ledge and you got to shoot the state buff marshmallow man with like all these different weapons that you have and stuff man it was flipping awesome uh great great level but uh good stuff and then my favorite thing uh, after that, you know, after they're trying to decide how are they going to destroy the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, they talk about, Egon says, I have a radical idea. Uh, now, earlier he talked about, you know, crossing the streams. We can never cross the streams. It basically would neutralize and kill us. So when Egon says, I have a radical idea, you're like, oh, oh my gosh, what's he going to say? He goes, we could cross the streams. He goes, we could reverse it and basically blow it up. And he goes, I thought you said never cross the streams. And that's when Ray's like, cross the streams. And he goes, you're going to danger us. You're going to danger the nice lady that paid us before she turned into a dog. And uh, my favorite thing that Egon says in the whole entire film, this is my favorite line. He's like, not necessarily. There's a very slim chance that we could survive. I mean, it's flipping hilarious. Good, good stuff. So, of course, um, they, uh, they're like, okay. I love this plan, you know, uh, and, and they're about ready to go uh, to go blow it up and they're about ready to die. I mean, they essentially know there's no way they're going to make it out of this. And I just like how they say, it's nice working with you, Dr. Bankman. See you on the other side, Ray. And and then they blow up the place. And uh, and of course, they uh, they go hide in their little spots when the when it blows up and they're safe. Now, what's funny is, is every guy is filled with marshmallow except Peter. I mean, Peter has a little bit of marshmallow but not nearly as much as the other guy i mean he's basically flawless looking almost so uh so it's good stuff now um what's cool is is um the uh you know the reveal that dana's still alive you know you you get the like love music playing and and they try to break her apart and stuff like that and uh and then dana doesn't realize what happened to her you know and uh and she's like oh hi you know and i like when they're saving lewis and uh and they take the thing who turned out the lights and they they take it off of his head and they start to talk to him about how he has been uh you know part of the biggest interdimensional of 1909 he goes we'd like to get a a brain sample and he goes sure no problem and then of course we get winston zedmore closing out the film with saying i love this town haha he claps his hand and then the ghostbusters uh song comes on and then we finally get to see peter and dana um kiss which was uh which was awesome and uh, what i really like you know most movies nowadays I, I like the movies that have scenes going during the credits like my science project you know they would have scenes of 
what happened earlier in the film, but they would have kind of like the quote unquote deleted scenes that never made it in the film. So it made you want to watch the credits. And in this, at the end of this film, it makes you want to watch the credits. So flipping good stuff. I like it. You know, a lot of different things happen. And of course, Slimer comes out at the end and, uh, and, uh, he kind of closes out the film. And then we get the good old song, um, boys are back in town. Kind of like they played, they played that song when the Ghostbusters first come out, um, come out to, uh, to ghost. So yeah, guys, that is basically everything that happened in Ghostbusters. Now, um, you guys in the chat, I want to hear this on a scale of one to five stars. What would you rate this movie? How many stars would you give this fit? Now, as far as me, five stars. Okay, and that's from Cheerful Charlie, right? Five, definitely five. And then, of course, Mailman's always got to give four and a half. The dude can never give five stars because I have no idea why. But he gives the four and a half stars. So where, there you go, Mailman. Uh, what else? You guys, who else is out there? Come on. All right. Okay. Um, you know, I definitely would say... Um, can we rate your performance now? He <laughs> he. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Good one, Nick. Okay, I would definitely say the film is uh, is five stars. I mean, think about it. The movie is 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 epic. I mean, the movie is is take you know stood the test of time. Uh, it's it's a movie that a family can sit down and enjoy. Um, an adult can sit down and enjoy, uh, you know, and the cool thing with the cartoon, they definitely made it kid friendly because it's a cartoon, but uh, you know, this movie has excellent score, excellent characters. Uh, you care about them. I mean, that's why everybody watches Ghostbusters 2 because Ghostbusters 2 may not be as good as Ghostbusters 1, but you love the characters, you know, and, uh, and you know, the film has been around since 1984. Uh, and the great thing is they haven't remade this film. It's like the it's the one. There's two movies that I think Hollywood knows not to remake. And that's Back to the Future and Ghostbusters. It's like they touch everything else, but they refuse to touch Back to the Future. And they refuse to touch Ghostbusters, which I flip and love. And, I, you know, of course, I pray to God it never happens. You know, I would definitely take a Ghostbusters 3 any day over a Ghostbusters remake, you know. But, you know, we all love the characters. And, uh, and I mean, think about it. It's still relevant today. I mean, we watch Zombieland. You know, spoiler alert if you don't know. But, uh, you know, Bill, Bill Murray is in, uh, you know, as Jason's famous story on Flicks, you know, got spoiled the cameo. But Bill Murray is in Zombieland and, he, and they do Ghostbusters, which is flipping awesome. So uh, I just love the fact of this film stands the test of time. Um, it's, it's funny. It's got some scary parts. It's got some dramatic parts. Um, it's it's uh, it's just it's just a flipping awesome movie. And the special effects are still excellent. I would say on a scale of one to ten in regards to special effects, I would give it an eight and a half. Just because the special effects for the, I, no, I change. I'll give it a nine because of the uh, the claymation part with the with the hellhounds were just a little bit bad on just a couple scenes but for the most part the rest of the special effects were flawless and think about it when the guys made this movie they were thinking they were making a comedy you know Ivan Redman he's normally he's normally used to doing like comedic roles so they probably I mean they knew right away the kind of movie they had they knew the kind of money they were going to have to get to pull off you know the special effects for this film. So uh, I just think it's awesome. That the people that made this film. Knew how awesome it was going to be. 
and uh, and us as the fans know how awesome it is. So I would definitely, definitely give this movie five stars, no doubt about it. It's flipping amazing. Now, uh, Ghostbusters two. I want to ask you guys since um, you know the fiftieth episode, I said that uh, I was going to do like a WrestleMania thing, but I knew WrestleMania is definitely not the way to go. Live show is definitely the way to go. Would you want me to do Ghostbusters two next week? Or can you think of another movie? Because I'm not doing the WrestleMania thing for like another two weeks. And then I'll start the Star Wars series after that. So I was thinking maybe doing like Ghostbusters 2 and then maybe the never-ending story after that or something like that. So I figured Ghostbusters 2 would just be fun to talk about after we, you know, after we did this. So... Um, yeah, Star Wars. So hopefully that's okay with you. Yes, Nick. Yeah, I'm doing the whole Star Wars series from episode one through episode six. Uh, that happens after the WrestleMania. I will destroy that podcast when you reach the prequels. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's flipping awesome. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I'm I'm excited about that. But yeah, I was just wondering, you know, it'd be good to compare and contrast because uh, there's some things in Ghostbusters 2 that I really really enjoy and there's other things that are like okay but the, the music I kid you not I still listen to that soundtrack you know Bobby Brown was all over that soundtrack Run DMC was all over that soundtrack it was some good stuff and that was back when rap and hip-hop were like flipping amazing back in the day you know and uh, you know to all you rap and hip-hop fans out there you know I'm just saying that the kind of music out there today doesn't touch the the 90s and 2000 version of of hip hop and Run DMC and Bill and um and Bobby Brown did awesome on that soundtrack. But yeah, I figured I'd do Ghostbusters 2 next week, so I want to check with you guys in the chat see if you're cool with that. Then you guys can just email in on your thoughts and stuff like that. So so uh yeah, that is awesome. We all pretty much agree that uh that Ghostbusters is a perfect film. So that's awesome. Now, um before we get into well you know what let's do this let's get into what the stl nation had to say and then uh and then we'll get into some of the the best moments of uh of sweep the leg the past 50 episodes Okay, so uh, a lot of you guys that are in the chat uh, outside of Nick uh, didn't write in, but hey, that's okay because, you know, we forgive Nick, so it's all good. Uh, but uh, I have uh, some emails, of course, from the good old STL Nation, and uh, let me go ahead and pull it up right now. So give me one second here. So da, 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 da. gotta love live show. It's good stuff. Okay, so our first email... Come, you were not informed. Of, okay, some. Ah, uh, okay. Well, so you know, Nick, uh, it's sweep delay podcast at yahoo.com. So that is the email address for future reference. So it's going to be good times, sir. So hopefully you can write in on that. It'll be awesome. And anybody out there, if you haven't written in already, um, just a couple of things. I mean, uh, as you guys know, uh, once you write into the S, once you write into the podcast, you're instantly part of the STL Nation. You know, it's like you're automatically, you know, it's like being in a gang. You're initiated right off, right off the bat. And uh, here's the cool thing: be warned, you're going to get a nickname. Everybody that writes in after like two or three times, I kind of figure out your style, and you get and you get a nickname. You know, we got John the Mailman, we got John the Music Man, we got Cheerful Charlie, we got Sebastian the Comedian. We got uh, we got Top Gun, um, uh, Top Gun. Uh, oh my gosh, 
flipping drawing a blank top gun jason yeah there we go because i haven't heard from him in a while and then we got anthony the epic the epic emailer so it's good time so as far as you know nick when you write in um i can definitely think of some cool nicknames for you sir because you know it's all night rider love it's all good so um but yeah um our first email comes from uh Anthony, the epic emailer, and uh, and the name of the email comes from Bill Murray, and it says, location is Los Angeles, California. It says, hello there, huh, Manny? No, that isn't it. Oh, right, it's Masunis. I happened to come across by chance and saw that you were doing a podcast. Sounds good so far. About one of my movies, Ghostbusters, and wish to give my thoughts. That's a movie that they were fortunate of having me be a part of it. Uh, on the script, it looks to be an okay movie, but my inclusion only made it better. If I had more control over it, I'm sure that it would lead to cats and dogs and living together mass hysteria. Flipping hilarious. Someone, what is going on here? Anthony goes, sorry about that. Somehow Murray managed to hijack my email. Guess I need better identity uh, threat protection. Although it would explain why I suddenly had so many Garfield 1 and 2 without actually buying them. I apologize for that. Uh, I was attempting to do a joke, but it wouldn't surprise me that it didn't go off as well, uh, off so well. Kind of right to use Bill Murray for a joke since it's him who caused the third Ghostbusters movie not to happen, not happening already, and decided to not take part of it. Hate that he wants to not be a part of it, but to a point I can understand. So here's the thing. Um, you know, I mentioned before that Ghostbusters 3 to me, I'm not Ghostbusters 3, Ghostbusters the video game to me is Ghostbusters 3 because if you haven't played the game already, essentially what it is, it takes place about two years after part two and they um, and they they hire new recruits. So you are essentially the, the fourth person of the ghostbusters but what's cool is they bring back yeah nick's played ghostbusters and he actually beat it but they bring back part one and part two and uh and it's flipping uh i flip and love the game uh the graphics were amazing uh the voice acting was awesome uh i'll tell you trying to catch a ghost was flipping hard it is one hard game to uh one hard game to play. But uh, to me, Ghostbusters the video game is essentially Ghostbusters 3. If they never come out with a Ghostbusters 3, I'm cool with that because of the fact of I got that game. So it was really, really good. So, But, you know, I hear your frustration. But, you know, like Jason said just a couple weeks ago, you know, if Bill Murray doesn't want to do Ghostbusters 3 then so be it. Just throw like a throwaway line in there and just and just go with it, you know. I mean, it's really Dan Aykroyd's baby. I mean, he he wrote the film. You know, him and him and Egon uh, Harold Ramis wrote part one. They wrote part two. So why not go with part three? Granted, people are still gonna watch it. You know, Ghostbusters isn't just about you know Bill Murray, Peter Venkman. Yeah, he's a great character. Uh, you know, but Ghostbusters is about you know is more than the sum of its parts kind of thing. So um, in my opinion, I would rather not have a part three. I would rather have just Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and have the video game and call it a day. But I guess we'll see what happens. So uh, he said, while it sucks that you decided to put the WrestleMania episode on the back burner, I'm still okay with you doing this as honestly, I think a Ghostbusters episode is more fitting for the 50th episode, which I agree with you 100%, sir. You know, that's kind of the cool thing with the podcast. You can kind of change your mind. I know you guys probably might get pissed off at me because I'll say, oh, I'm going to do this, and then the next week I change it. But, you know, here's the thing. Um, I uh, 
I get all these ideas in my head and for the most part, you know, I stick with it. But, uh, you know, it was just the WrestleMania thing. Uh, you know, Ty was going to come on and, and talk some WrestleMania. But I just thought, you know what, for the 50th episode, I got to flip and do, uh, I got to do Ghostbusters. And then uh, I wanted to save WrestleMania to the week before WrestleMania happens. And Nick, if you say that The Rock is going to lose to John Cena, I will officially kick you off of the STL nation, sir. So you better watch what you say in your next line there, sir. That's all I'm going to say. But anyways, cause you guys know, I, I love the rock. He's awesome. So anyways, um, I, I just thought it was perfect because everybody's seen ghostbusters and it just fits for a live episode. It fits for a 50th episode and not a lot of people don't really give a crap about wrestling. So that's, that's good. I can respect that. No problem. Um, all right. So if Cena wins, what can I kick you off of? <laughs> oh, that's a good one, sir. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that later on Facebook, but anyways, um, and, and, you know, I figured not a lot of people would show up to a 50th episode if I'm talking wrestling. Uh, but no, shut your mouth and know your role. <laughs> That's good. It doesn't matter if you think Cena will win. There you go. I could do rock impressions all day, but I won't do that. This isn't the rock show. This is the Sweet Delay podcast. Anyways, um, it just fit perfectly to do Ghostbusters, you know, because it's definitely a film you didn't have to watch before you came to this show. You kind of knew it in your head, which is why it was the perfect fit. So, and then I figured that, uh, since I got two weeks to wait, I figured, uh, what the heck, you know, um, would it be, uh, you know, what kind of movies to do next? I kind of figure I'd leave it up to you guys, you know, but, um, it's still going to be, um, you know, going forward after star Wars, um, after that's all done, uh, then I'll go on Facebook page and I know, uh, lethal weapon got a lot of votes and lethal weapon is my favorite cop series of all time. So I definitely am very excited to do lethal weapon series. Uh, there's a lot of different series that you guys pick that I'm excited for. Uh, and then the series that I'm not excited for, I'll let you know. Uh, but we'll kind of see how it goes, you know, and for the most part, it's just me, you know, I mean, you guys have been with me obviously for 50 episodes, you know, for, uh, for a little bit, I had Tim on as a co-host. Uh, and then, you know, Jason was awesome enough to uh, to come on and, and guest host with me on Buried. I had so much fun on that episode. But unfortunately, uh, there was a lot of crap. Maybe it was my mic or whatever, but I had a lot of static on that episode. And then I had Ty and Stars uh, join, uh, you know, guest host. And Andrew uh, was supposed to be on and do like, uh, you know, do like uh, a co-hosting thing. But, um, you know, he got real busy with work and stuff. So, you know what? It's just kind of like this. It's it's just me, you know, and uh, and whoever comes on is whoever comes on whenever they come on. But for the most part, it's just me. Always going to be me. And, uh, and I'm so glad that uh, the little fans that I have, you guys are awesome fans. I just want to let you know. I'm so glad that you guys all came to the chat. You guys are all awesome awesome um i've had i've gotten so many great friends uh you know john the mailman uh john john from philly and and you guys are just awesome and nick you know meeting you was so cool and so awesome that jason uh gave me the opportunity to co-host or not co-host but to take over the hosting abilities of the shadowy flight and i really jacked up the first two episodes really bad 
but uh, I was really nervous. But it was so awesome that uh, you know because I love Night Rider so much to be able to take the responsibility just to to host that show has been so awesome. And uh, and hopefully Jason and Dan will will come on. But you know they're so busy they didn't want the show to go to waste. And uh, and the third episode I thought went really good. And uh, I didn't hear any complaints, which was which was good. But uh, I met Nick through um, through the shadowy flight, and I've definitely become a really good friend with him on on Facebook. So it's been awesome talking to him, and and uh, and the Facebook page has been growing. You know, uh, recently, believe it or not, in one weekend, the pot the Facebook page went from 29 likes to 34, and that was flipping awesome. Uh, just to have that many people come on was so cool. And then cheerful Charlie, of course, uh, he, I met him through the shadowy flight and, uh, and got to really talk to him all the time. And, uh, and he, and he got his nickname from, uh, for various reasons, but he's just a super nice guy. Uh, he always wants to be friends with everybody and, uh, it's just awesome. It's good time. So you guys are so awesome. You're the best fans. I love all you guys. It's so cool. Um, you definitely make this show worth it for me to do. And, uh, and I love it. And, uh, as much time, uh, as it takes for me to do this, I love it. And, uh, and it's, it's awesome. And I, I can't wait to keep doing this show. And, uh, and you know, you guys are a part of this show just as much as me. So, you know, this show changes like diapers, you know, uh, that's, what's so cool. I try to reinvent it as much as possible. And I really like the way the, uh, the flow has been going, you know, the whole, uh, movie and music and TV news and, and then the, the, the little, uh, sound bites that I have and, and, and stuff. It's just been awesome, you know, and you guys really helped me out a lot. So, um, you know, and I definitely wanted to save a lot of this stuff for this part of the segment because this is all you guys, the STL Nation, and, uh, and it's good stuff. So, uh, so yeah, you guys are all awesome, and I, I can't wait to have more people um, join, uh, you know, just write in. All you got to do is write into uh, Sweep Delay Podcast, yahoo.com, and then uh, you just write in once. You're instantly a member of the STL Nation, and then I'll give you your nickname by like number two or three. And then if you don't like your nickname, then I guess you can take it up with me. But so far, everybody's been cool about liking their nickname. So, uh, so yeah, it's awesome. So, um, so yeah, sorry I kind of rambled on there a little bit, but uh it, uh, you guys are awesome. It's good times. So, and hopefully I can, you know, Jason, super busy guy, as you all know, but, uh, we talked about when we did Buried, it was such a, um, such a, like a hardcore movie. And we talked about doing a fun movie. So hopefully whenever Jason comes back on, we'll do a fun movie, like maybe DC cab or something like that. Cause DC cab is some good times. It's got some Adam Baldwin in it. It's flipping awesome. Uh, if you don't know that movie, go check it out. It's some good time. So uh, I'm going to finish Anthony's email here. He says, now, on to the actual movie that the live show is supposed to be about. Ghostbusters is one of those movies that I enjoyed seeing the first time and continue to do so whenever I happen to watch it. Every member of the cast basically served their purpose in the movie and didn't take away from what was happening. Not including the Ghostbusters, some of my favorite characters were Dana Barrett and Louis Tully, Sigourney Weaver and Rick Romanis, Rick Moranis did a good job in making their characters forgotten when around the Ghostbusters team and then an accomplishment and that's an accomplishment in its own right and uh, with great comedy scenes and character interaction it is really surprising why this movie is still loved even after so many years not one of my all not all not 
Not only is it one of my all-time favorites, but it's right. Oh, it's not one of my all-time favorites, but it's right up there. I would rate it four and a half out of five. So he gives it a John the Mailman. Uh, it's a bit unfortunate that this would be followed by a sequel that is mostly considered a letdown. Um, and lastly, and uh, I just looked at the chat. Yes, I will do the new Spider-Man, sir. Whenever I see that film, um, I will definitely do that. So. And uh, lastly, in a way, we could uh, thank Ghostbusters and the other podcast, Show Me the Winston, from being uh, being born. Uh, yes, Spider-Man 3 did suck. Uh, this is true. Show Me the Winston. You know, that's definitely, um, if not my favorite podcast, you know, one of my favorite podcasts. That show is a good time. Everybody that's an STL Nation member already listens to that show and you guys already know how awesome it is so i don't need to go into it but that show is a good time and if you don't know why that name is show me to winston just check out the first episode and it'll tell you so jason and dan talk about on flicks how character winston zedmore was cut out of a group shot near the end due to the full screen format Although the complaint was really about widescreen versus full screen, they would continually say, show me the Winston. That's all for my email. Looking forward to hearing the live show and whether I'll be there or not. I hope it turns out fine. See ya. So thank you, Anthony, the epic emailer. Always a great time to hear from you, sir. And uh, the next email, and uh, I have to admit, um, when I got this email, um, I, I, had to, I got it from John the Mailman. And uh, he wrote some really good stuff here. And uh, this, I had to just go on his Facebook page. I'm like, dude, this was so good. I didn't know I was speechless after reading this. So check this out. This is what he had to say. He says, hello, Mike. Congratulations on 50 episodes. Who would have thought you would have made it this far? Yeah, I know. Tell me about it, right? He says, uh, I know I was hoping you did, and I hope you make it 50 more, which I would definitely make it 50 more, you know, unless something happens to, you know, like my family in regards to like health or anything like that. I'm definitely going to do the podcast. That's my promise to you guys is just uh, try to do at least one, one episode a week. Uh, you know, that's what I've always promised from the beginning and, uh, will hopefully continue to do so. And, uh, so yeah, I, I'm thinking that uh, it won't be long to hit a hundred. So, and he said, um, uh, let's see, I would like to say I was not here from the beginning. I, I, I would like to say I was here from the beginning, but sadly I was not. I popped in when Jason showed up for Frozen, which I gave him crap about this. Uh, it was for for Barry, but he has no idea why he says Frozen, so it was kind of funny. And I really wanted to hear his review. I liked what I was hearing and went back and checked out the past episodes. Uh, the show has grown and has become my favorite podcast, and I look forward to the next episode every week. Um he goes, you make it fun, you pick songs, all of us geeks love or will love, um, picking movies that we loved growing up, giving out nicknames, making us feel like part of the show, and always on Facebook talking with us. One of my favorite moments was when you went off about not loving the 80s. That was hot. All right, so a uh, couple things I wanted to talk about before I continue on here. Um, it's you know It was really touching to hear that he said it was his favorite podcast. I mean... 
I, I, I don't know. I was kind of speechless when, when I read that. It was so awesome to hear that my podcast was like his favorite and it was like so touching and stuff. And because, uh, you know, I try my best to try to make it as entertaining as possible because, you know, I know just ha- hearing one person is kind of rough, you know, because most podcasts have more than one people. But, you know, I try to make it as entertaining as possible and try to break it up as much as possible. So to hear that made me feel so good. And it was so cool when he's like uh, he loved the the giving out the Nick names and and the music that i pick which was so cool because you know i I always try to pick songs that you guys are gonna dig in the in the and the music spotlight and stuff especially if it's stuff that uh you know uh you may not have heard before but i think you'll dig and uh when i put a voting up for the most part it seemed to went pretty good so it is uh it is good stuff so and uh now, when he said one of my favorite moments is when uh, I went off about not loving the 80s. Okay, here's the story behind that. It's kind of a running gag. Um, what happened is, is, and Jason will get a kick out of this, it was more of a joke, really, and it just kind of went off. And I don't know how it happened, but uh, what happened is, is Jason was on this podcast. It was called, um, uh, uh, it was a, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, he was on Ty's podcast and uh, Doomcast, and uh, and they were talking video games. And uh, when they brought me up, because I I was emailing in, and they read the name of my podcast, like Sweet Delay Podcast. That's not a Karate Kid podcast, is it? And then Jason, you know, was basically saying how well he loves the '80s, but he doesn't love anything past the '80s, and he thinks everything sucks after that. Now I took offense to that, and I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Okay." I love the 80s. I don't deny that. But are you serious that you're going to say that I only love the 80s and I don't love anything else? So uh, it started like two months worth of like emails back and forth. And it would like through random shows through like Crossroads and stuff. It would always be like, oh, you pissed off Masunas again. It would it just kind of built up and stuff like that. So when I went off about that, it was just it wasn't really at Jason. It was just a. I kind of had the – at that point, I was only doing 80s movies, you know, because when I first started it, I did like uh, The Wraith. I did um, Howard the Duck. I did um, Adventures in Babysitting. You know, I basically was all about – you know, I was only doing 80s movies. And the reason behind that is is that when I was think a heavenly kid, I was trying to think of movies that I could talk about where I could play the soundtrack in between the reviews. And I remember when I first started to do all these reviews – I would do scene by scene by scene. So I would take like two hours to talk up like a half, like an hour movie. And I was like, I have no idea why I did that. It was flipping annoying. But uh, I I got to a point where I got to like episode five and I was going to move on to like, uh, you know, like the 90s and 2000. But it just kept kind of, I would get requests for 80s movies and stuff. So then it kind of got the assumption that, you know, and then on Show Me the Winston, I was so nervous. I said, you know, I love the 80s. It has all this heart and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, you got to admit, I said some stupid crap about how the movies suck nowadays. And I don't know. And so that's kind of how the whole thing started. So it was just, that's what John, the mailman's referring to. I think that was on the, uh, the, uh, the Halloween series is when we did that. So of course, me and Jason are cool, and it's just it's just something that we laugh at. And it was never any hard feelings or any sort of podcasting war. It was just kind of like a it was a funny joke to make it a podcasting war. So that's kind of how that whole uh, when I went off, how he thought it was funny. So uh, it was good times. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> that was definitely a blast back in the day. So, and he said um, had to fit it in somewhere because uh, John the Mailman he always says hot. It's good times. He's bringing hot back. Uh, that that's his thing. That's his trademark. He says that's hot. So I always love it when he says that. It's good times. He says you're doing a great job and keep it up. Uh, I would have to. I would have. Ugh, I would have like growing up in the same area as you because I think we could have been great friends. Um, dude, we're already great friends. I mean, granted, you know, you got you're in Philly and uh, and I'm over in Illinois. But you know, me and you, we talk all the time. You know, me and and um, and mailman. Uh, not mailman, but music man talk all the time. You know, I talk all the time to Sebastian and to Nick and to cheerful Charlie and stuff. I mean, I talk to you guys on a regular basis all the time. You guys are always a good time. But, you know, it's we kind of get to hang out when we do, you know, when we do this podcast. You know, it's kind of like, you know, even though you're not physically here, it's like you are. So it's all good. So and that's from John, the mailman, consider this email delivered. So and uh, and Nick, um, he's got that catchphrase, John, the mailman, consider this email delivered. So when you write in, sir, you got to have some sort of catchphrase. So, uh, so we'll see what you come up with, sir, because you're a very creative person. And for you guys that don't know, whether you like Knight Rider or not, you guys need to check out uh, Nick's stuff um, because he makes killer artwork. He's flipping awesome. And, and Nick, you need to like post your stuff, dude, so like people can go check out your artwork because he does amazing stuff. It's awesome. And uh, you should hire this guy to do all of your stuff for any artwork. It's good stuff. So it, it's funny. Um, so that is, um, that is John the mailman. So thank you, sir. As always, it's totally good to hear from you. And t- Nick said, I totally missed what you said. I was trying to promote your artwork, sir. Oh, add John it out. Oh man. I really hope I don't have an ad when this comes out. I was saying that people need to, uh, I was pimping out your artwork, sir. I said, even if you don't like Knight Rider that you do awesome artwork so that people need to check out your stuff. So I said, post your website on the chat so people could go check out your stuff and hire you because you know you do pimp and artwork this is what i was saying sir so sorry that the ad drowned you out it's all good so cheerful charlie's apologizing in the chat that uh he didn't write in so and uh all right oh looks like it uh didn't go through so you'll have to do that on the facebook page anytime you do a link i guess it gets censored so all right so what is the next email the next email comes from sebastian the comedian he says hello across the stream podcast ghostbusters it's a four solid gold marshmallow man (laughs) it's a classic without all the pretensions when i first saw this film i had nightmares of a giant puff man which usually end with me taking a giant bite then falling out of bed yes sounds random question which ghostbuster actor do you think had the best success post ghostbusters Uh, my opinion is bill murray i mean obviously um i can't you know what to me, Ernie Hudson, you know, it's hard to say. It's kind of a toss-up between Bill Murray and, er- and Ernie Hudson. Um, I personally, um, I, I like the, the stuff that Ernie Hudson's been in. I mean, he was in The Crow. I mean, I flip and love that movie. It's like my third favorite film of all time. And, and uh, you know, Bill Murray was fun in Zombieland and stuff. But, you know, I like Groundhog's Day. That was good. It's good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, Um it's hard to say. I, I guess I, I would definitely say it's a toss-up between 
Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson. He said, but I really enjoyed Ernie Hudson on The Secret Life of American Teenager, ABC family show that originally focused on teen pregnancy that now also focuses a lot on relationships on both teens and their parents. If you get a chance to look at the cast list, you would be a little surprised. Here are random topics. It's all right if you want to skip them. He says, number one, classic slash popular past movies gone 3D like Lion King, Titanic. Uh, well, from what I heard, Star Wars absolutely sucks in 3D, the new one. So I was interested in seeing what it was going to look like on the big screen in 3D. But uh, I don't know. Anybody I've talked to said that it completely sucked. So... Um, I'm not sure if anybody in the in the chat here has seen Star Wars Episode One in 3D, but you know usually a f- movie filmed in 2D um, transferred over to 3D usually doesn't look too good. So, uh, and Nick's like, I refuse to watch uh, the Phantom Menace because it sucked in 2D. So it looks like it's going to be a fun conversation when I do Episode One of Star Wars. So. Um, but I haven't seen Lion King, um, or Titanic. Obviously Titanic isn't out yet. Um, I would consider seeing Titanic in 3d, but I guess we'll see. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, he said, uh, two movies that made quote unquote, excellent transitions to TV movies that made excellent transitions to TV. Okay. You guys in the chat, can you think of any movies that made excellent transitions to TV? Cause I thought the blade series was okay. I didn't really think it was that great. I like the RoboCop series on TV. Um, but I mean, obviously it was really toned down and, uh, there wasn't violence or really anything like that. But just the fact to see RoboCop every week on screen, which I got a tangent a little bit about RoboCop. Uh, John the Millman's been on my case about doing RoboCop forever. So when Jason and Dan did RoboCop, he was like super excited and like. Uh, uh, and here's the story I was gonna have when I did RoboCop is when I was a kid, uh, when I was about like nine or ten, um, I went to the World of Wheels, and the World of Wheels is it takes place in Chicago, and there it's where they have a bunch of the movie cars, and I would always go there because Kit was there. They'd have Kit and General Lee, and then they have the the Batmobile there. And uh, RoboCop was there one year. And here's what's funny. RoboCop comes out and from the top, from his chest up, it's metal. But when you look down, it was made of styrofoam, his legs. And I was like, oh my gosh, his he was in flipping styrofoam legs. I mean, it, it looks so horrible. And then when he goes, when I went to get his autograph, he gave me his autograph as RC. I was like... You're giving me your autograph as RC. I'm like you. You're like a. You're like a, a drink. You want me to go buy some Royal Crown Cola? Seriously? So I don't know. That's kind of my random RoboCop story. But it's kind of bad when you're a kid and you see something that you really love and then you find out that it doesn't look as awesome as you hoped it would. So, but uh, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, excellent movies that made excellent transition TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Weller. I, I don't think I don't know if he was in the suit or not. It just said RoboCop was going to be there. Um, I don't know. Maybe Blade, but I don't know. So, um, but even Blade. Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Yeah, you're right. That was awesome. Freddy's Nightmares was flipping awesome. I mean, Freddy and uh, Friday the Thirteenth sucked. You never had Jason in it. Uh, it was kind of some Twilight Zone type of stories, but Freddy's Nightmares, you had Freddy in every episode, uh, and it was some good times, man. That show was awesome. My mom used to hate it when I watched that stuff, so 
Um, and he says, number three, favorite TV shows that have movie spinoffs. Let me just say this right now. I hate every TV spinoff movie. I, every TV show movie that was a spinoff I've hated. I have not seen the A-Team yet. I you know, I've heard A-Team is awesome, but everything sucks. Look at 21 Jump Street that came out. 21 Jump Street was my favorite cop show. And look what they did to it. They're turning it into some stupid comedy. And it just is like... I don't know. It kind of pisses all over the name of the show that I watched as a kid. So it just sucks. And, uh, and you know, if they ever make Knight Rider into a movie uh, and they make it a comedy, I'm done watching movies forever. I swear. I'm, I don't know. I'm just going to be so furiated if they do that to my Knight Rider. That's all I'm going to say. Dukes of Hazard. Okay. The Dukes of Hazard movie, The dr- I never knew that the General Lee could drift. I mean, watching the scene where the General Lee is drifting was flipping awesome. I, I have to admit, any scene with the... I basically fast-forward the movie to watch the General Lee because all the driving scenes, the General Lee scenes are awesome in the Dukes of Hazard, but overall, it's a stupid comedy. I, I mean, I like uh, Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott for what they... You know, for the kind of... Whatever they are, you know, but they definitely were Bone Luke and they shouldn't have made that a comedy. But the General Lee scenes were awesome. But I would definitely say the A-Team, I can guarantee I'm going to like it and uh that would probably be the one that um that i would uh yeah start start skiing hutch sucked so yeah i can't say there's any favorite tv shows that made movie that was a good movie spinoff so uh but i assume a team was uh the next one he says your random your thoughts on lost never watched lost don't care about lost moving on uh number five 80s or 90s cartoons this is definitely easy 80s okay we got thundercats thundercats is still the flipping greatest cartoon ever awesome we have uh he-man he-man's kind of lame now when i watch it but uh you know we had alvin and the chipmunks we had even she-ra was good back in the day we had transformers we had uh gosh what were all we had ghostbusters we had gem we had gi joe i mean we had so much flipping awesome cartoons back in the 80s that uh the 90s cartoons yeah granted in the 90s we got teenage mutant ninja turtles was probably the only great cartoon to come out of the 1990s in my opinion that i can think of but for me it's the 80s all the way now i know i'm gonna get crap because of the fact well no you're right batman and superman those were awesome in the 90s definitely um those were really good but uh, when I got to compare it, though, I really dig Th- Thundercats is still my favorite cartoon of all time. I still watch it. So and it's still quality to me. When I watch He-Man, I don't like it anymore. It's not that cool. So for me, it would definitely be 80s cartoons. But Spider-Man Amazing Friends Super Friends was always a good time. X-Men, um, I believe, isn't X-Men in the 90s? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Um, uh, Mask, M-A-S-K. That was always interesting. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe, don't get me wrong. There were some good cartoons that came out in the 90s that we've talked about. But for me, there was more good cartoons in the 80s than there was 90s. But 90s had better, uh, you know, like daytime TV shows for like kids and stuff. You know, like Saved by the Bell was always a fun time. And uh, California Dreams is always interesting to watch. And uh, then we had uh, Different Strokes. You know, which was kind of late 80s and then went into Kids Incorporated, was flipping awesome. Uh, you know, from the Monster Squad, um, the main guy, not the main guy, but um, the guy with the uh, leather coat, he's from Kids Incorporated, which was flipping awesome. So I remember the one episode of Kids Incorporated where they sang, uh, 
never ending story uh boy meets world good times um so yeah it is uh it is some good stuff um all right um so yeah that is it from sebastian the comedian and now we have an email from john the music man he says hello sir and stl nation ghostbusters is a classic i have seen this movie a hundred times at least and funny first time i watched this film uh i was a kid and i had a great time now as an adult i see it in a different way and catch so much more which that's true sir uh so no matter what age you watch it's a great movie okay my favorite lines he slimed me and of course at the library where ray just says get her still cracks me up uh now this movie still has a catchy tune song uh, a catchy theme song and, and it's still a great tune who are you gonna call music man um i mean ghostbusters and uh well have a great 50th podcast and keep up the good work john the music man p.s just had to mention one more word just because it's against the rules smallville so uh I, hey john uh it's too bad that cheerful charlie left huh because you know you guys would be tearing up the chat with smallville talk but uh so yeah he he flipping loves smallville that's like his favorite tv show so it's all good so that is it guys for uh for emails so again if you would like to write in uh you can write in to sweep delay podcast yahoo.com uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to follow on Twitter, it's uh, STL uh, Podcast on Twitter. But you can always go to the Facebook page to gain access to the Twitter account, and uh, and then uh, yeah, that's the yeah, that's pretty much it for uh, for Facebook and uh, and Twitter. So uh, now I know, guys, it's only eight oh six, and I said this would be going on until nine, but you know, it's uh, you know. Uh, I, I kind of said that uh, you know I would take it till nine if we had a chance, but uh, it's, I'm basically gonna close out the show with uh, with my favorite things that have happened the past fifty episodes, and uh, and then we'll close out the show. I'll do a music spotlight, which of course in the live show, unfortunately, you uh, you can't hear it, but you will be able to hear it. I'll probably post this episode on Tuesday because tomorrow uh, I gotta clean the house. Uh, I got like company coming over and stuff like that, so I can't uh, I can't work um, on editing this episode. And then Sunday I have to work at my job, but I'm getting overtime though, so that is all good in the hood there. Uh, I gotta take a drink. And then uh, you liked the mailman's email, yeah, that was an awesome email. And then um, and then Tuesday, which is when I normally record the show, it's probably when I'll go ahead and edit the show. Now here's the thing that you're gonna hear in that episode. Uh, I mean, it's going to be the live show. Hopefully, you won't have those stupid ads that have been playing. But uh, I'm going to put stuff together. I'm going to take, like, the best moments of the past 50 episodes and kind of put it in, like, a little segment, maybe be, like, 10 minutes or so. So that's going to probably happen after the Spotlight song. So and you guys will definitely want to check out this episode, you know, throughout. You know, re-listen to it again because I'll try to add some cool stuff and, and all and just try to keep the – the episode is different as it is than you guys in the live chat. So, uh, but some of my favorite things that happened in the past 50 episodes, um, uh, when the first episode started, uh, would be who your boss is. Um, I played this, uh, this prank phone call and, uh, and it was where I'm sure you guys heard the first, by the way, the first episode, anybody who has gone through the first episode and lived, I want to just give you a high five, a virtual high five, because that episode sucks. It is horrible, horrible, horrible. 
if I could take that episode and throw it away, I would. But unfortunately, because it's the first episode, I got to do it. Um, but it uh, the sound quality was horrible. And uh, I remember in the first couple episodes, uh, when I would do the music spotlight, I would flip in, um, play the music like it was really hard to get the music level, the same level as my voice level because I had a crappy mic. So I remember one time Jason's like, dude, you just blew out my ears in my, you know, you just blew my ears off because I had my headphones on with that music. You need to seriously turn it down. So like by episode six, I started to kind of get the hang of it. It was more like when back to the future series started, it's kind of where I started to get the hang of the whole like, uh, levels of voice and music levels so it wouldn't blow people's heads off and stuff like that when you listen to it but uh in the first episode one of my favorite parts though is the phone call about uh who your boss is it's basically where tom mabe he's this real funny comedian and he calls up verizon and he says that he has an echo in his voice and he has his uh his best friend who's a black guy uh does the voice but instead of saying white things he says black things which is so hilarious so it'll be like uh you know i already tried to get a phone and then he goes and then the other guy in echo says well i went down to the liquor store but that ain't work you know it just it was real funny and the best part is when uh you get to the end where uh she's like um i want to talk to your manager and he's like who your boss is uh, meet me outside you know it was just a real funny phone call it's my favorite prank call of all time i flip and love it and uh that's the highlight of the first episode for me but for the most part uh i i like the uh I like the Wraith. Um, the Wraith episode was fun because uh, that, that movie had a lot of awesome music in it. It was good. Um, and then John the Music Man got into Howard the Duck. Uh, that episode was really long, but it had awesome music in it. And it was really cool because Howard the Duck is definitely a love or hate it film. Uh, but I really loved it when uh, when Jason came on and we did Buried. Because, you know, uh, if you guys don't know, Jason is what really helped get Sweep the Lake going. Um, if you don't know the logo that you, that you see that always downloads to iTunes, that was created from Jason. Because I was like, Jason, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Uh, I need some help. I was like, you know, I need some artwork. And like within like 10 minutes, he's like, here, I made this for you. And he threw it at me. I was like, that's flipping awesome. I was like, I love that. It's so good. And uh, so he really helped me out with like, uh, you know, when I was going to post the first episode, he's like, um, send me your first episode. I was like, okay. So I sent him the first episode and he's like, dude, this is horrible. I was like, and not horrible because I sucked, but horrible because, oh yeah. And Nick made the shadowy flight logo that you see. So if you were a Knight Rider fan, go check that out. But anyways, and Jason's made all the, I mean, Jason makes awesome logos. But uh, he's like, um, dude, your your levels, your audio levels just sound so bad. And he's like, you should really change this. And I remember if you listen to the first episode, the intro song, you know, the sweep the leg intro song is like two minutes, like three minutes long. And then he's like, dude, you need to shorten that up. I mean, he's like, nobody wants to hear a long intro. So, I mean, he really helped um, mold and, and craft me in the right direction. So when he came on to do Buried, it was kind of like, it's kind of like meeting your um, you know, like meeting a movie star that you've always wanted to, uh, to meet, you know, it was just like, it was so, so, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. So I don't, it was just awesome when he came on and it was really cool because that day he was having windows put into his house and, uh, we always had to interrupt our conversation. So I had a lot of cool, um, 
you know, goofs and stuff that I put at the end of the episode. But uh, when he came on, it was so awesome. I had so much fun. And uh, when, um, but the bad thing is, is that I had you, I had just gotten a new mic and I used it for that episode. And of course, uh, the mic had static. So that episode, unfortunately, came out as crap, which sucks. So hopefully, I can get back together with him and we can do a super fun movie. And uh, and the cool thing is, the mic that I have now is the exact same one he has. And that was by coincidence. I didn't actually ask him that. I just said, "Hey, look, I'm I'm thinking about buying a mic. Which one do you think I should get?" And he's like, "Well, that's the one that I have." I'm like, "Really? That's sweet." So having Jason on was super awesome and super surreal for me. Um, having Ty and Stars on was cool when we did The Crow. Because The Crow is definitely one of my favorite movies, and being able to talk about it and Jason, um, Jason, Ty, and Stars had always talked about doing The Crow for so long. So having um, having them on was was a good time. And then the Nightmare on Elm Street episode that was cool. Um, I I like the intro I did with like the Freddy taking over the theme song was good times. Um, I really enjoyed the Turtle series. The Turtle series is really where things started to turn around for this podcast. You know, that's kind of where the whole nickname started. That's when I started getting this, the clips. Um, you know, the STL Nation. That's really when the STL Nation got born. Was during the Turtle series, and uh, and that's definitely one of my favorite series was doing that because it was just it really was a, a big change in how and how every episode went and then the halloween series was super fun because uh, michael myers was is still my favorite and doing that whole series was cool i was able to do like eight movies and like four episodes so for halloween um this year i'll let you guys pick what series you want me to do friday the 13th uh, you know, whatever child's play, whatever it is, the one that gets the most votes is the one that I'll pick. So yeah, puppet master. Cause John, the mailman has a thing for puppets. Um, I would really like to do the nightmare on Elm street series because that was really, you know, nightmare on Elm street is my f- second favorite series of horror films. So I would definitely dig that. Um, and then, uh, the Wraith, the Wraith was a fun episode, uh, back to the future, you know, back to the future for the most part was, was pretty good. Um, and the Beverly Hills cop series was good. Um, but it's, uh, it's definitely, it's been a fun ride so far the past 50 episodes and, uh, you guys in the chat, what were some of your favorite things that have happened you know, the past 50 episodes. I know um, John the Mailman said he, he dug when, you know, I, I did the whole, uh, it's all about, not about the 80s or, or whatever. But you guys in the chat, what's some of your favorite stuff that's happened the past 50 episodes? Do you guys have anything? Everybody's typing very slowly. The Crow, awesome. Yeah, that was that was a fun episode. Nick's all talking about Robert England over here. It's all good. Yeah, Nick's got a lot of, um, he's got a lot of cool autographs from Robert England. It's pretty awesome. So, um, so yeah. And uh, oh, the Batman series. Um, I'm looking forward to doing the Batman series. That's going to be really fun because you know Batman's my favorite uh, superhero. But uh, you know, when Superman, when the Man of Steel comes out, that's when I'll do the Superman series. So um, now I've already done Batman '89, but uh, I'll probably just pick up from Batman Begins and just continue on from there. Before and this will be right before the Dark Knight Rises. So. Um, so yeah, it'll be cool. Um, so that is what I got, guys, for for my best moments of the past eighty, uh, past eighty. I wish past fifty episodes. So um, so yeah, that uh, that's it as far as music spotlight goes. 
Um, I got a really cool music spotlight for you, which obviously you guys in the chat won't be able to hear it today, but I promise when you hear it on Tuesday, um, you'll totally dig it. Um, STL Meetup. Okay. Uh, I'm in Illinois. Uh, I know John the Mailman and John from Philly. Or not John from Philly. He was John from Philly, but then I changed his name to John the Music Man. Those two actually live in Philly, and they actually live pretty close to one another. Um, and then Jason is in Nevada. Um, Nick, where are you at? So, yeah, as far as like, oh, you're in California. Okay. So, yeah, an STL meetup. Man, I don't know, man. We're we're all in kind of, we're kind of all over the place. So, trying to do a meetup would be kind of crazy, but... But the cool thing is, is that we all, we got to meet up today, which is pretty awesome. You know, we all got together and I'm so glad you guys took the time out of your, out of your night just to be here. Um, it's so awesome. Um, you know, I was, oh, it's so good. Uh, I really thought that, uh, this live episode would go pretty bad, but, uh, after my nerves kind of went away, it, uh, it got good. The chat really was annoying me. Flipping wasn't working, but it's good stuff. So yeah, maybe mailman, we'll get a, we'll get a, you know, a meetup someday, but, uh, yeah, it's good. Now, as far as the, the hundredth episode, you know, you guys are probably asking, am I going to do a live show again? Yes, I would definitely do a live show again. And <laughs> what's really cool is, uh, Nick's like, I, I think this live episode was cool, especially when you say my name. I thought <laughs> that's funny. Um, I definitely would, for the live episode, uh, would, for the 100th episode, I definitely would do it live. And it's definitely going to be a Karate Kid episode. Because like I said, from the get-go, the Karate Kid being my all-time favorite movie, I said I didn't want to do that film until I had this podcasting thing down. And 100 episodes is definitely epic. And, uh, and, uh, that movie's epic, so it only makes sense to do it. And, you know, Jason gave me crap the other day because I did the Kung Fu Kid first instead of doing the uh, instead of doing the original. But it's just because, uh, you know, I said that was going to be the 100th episode, so it's a good time. So. so as far as the music spotlight goes... Um, the name of the song is, um, called sever. It's from we as human. It's a really good band. They just, um, they're signed on Atlantic records. Really awesome band. I just picked up this EP. It's flipping amazing. I love it. Uh, this song is killer. Hopefully you guys will dig it. And then after the song, I'm going to go ahead and just play a, a, about a 10 minute segment of some of the, the best parts of the past 50 episodes. You know, the commando episode, uh, when I got all Arnold Schwarzenegger's one liners together, that was so much fun. Uh, I really, really love the ending of Commando. <laughs> that was such a good time, uh, was the Commando episode. And that's one of my least downloaded episodes is the Commando episode, believe it or not. So it's so funny. Um, I, there's only two episodes that have not been downloaded too much, and that's Commando and um, Think Armageddon, I want to say. So the Action Hero series was not a good series. Not a lot of people like that. But Fast Five is like one of my most downloaded episodes, which unfortunately that sucks because Fast Five is one of the shortest episodes I ever did. It's like 23 minutes long. So nobody really got to see what the show was like, which sucks. But uh, what are you going to do? So, But yeah, I'm definitely going to throw some Schwarzenegger one-liners 
in the in the best of segment. It's good times. And then uh, Mailman asked me to throw in the throw in my rant of the of the 80s thing. So that was always a good time. So yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. So uh, anything in the chat, um, you guys, um, you know, you guys want to ask me anything? It's all good. Uh, open book. It's all you know. Before we close out the show. Uh, I didn't wanted to know if there was anything you guys wanted to ask me or, or anything like that. Any request you have, um, you know, for the next couple episodes, top five movie cars. All right. Let's see here. What are you drinking? Okay. I am drinking Pepsi, sir, because I'm a Pepsi-holic. That is what I am. Uh, if I'm not drinking Pepsi, I'm drinking, uh, let's see, I am drinking Mountain Dew, um, game fuel, which I have a whole crap load of that because it's been off the market for the past four months and it doesn't, it only comes out every two years. So I have a crap load of that. And then I'll be drinking mellow yellow or live wire if I don't do that. So, um, okay. Top five car list. Okay. Number one is kit. Obviously, um, no doubt about it. Um, number two would be the general Lee. Number three would be the DeLorean from back to the future. Number four would probably be uh, the new kit from Knight Rider um, 2000. Nick, what is that? 2000 and no, he's all pissed that I like that car. Um, okay. Um, I don't know. Number four and five, 2009. Number four and five, I, I really like Viper. I like, I've always liked Viper, the Viper car. But I'd have to say I'll put Bumblebee as my number four. And then number five, I like the car from, um, is that Hardcastle and McCormick? What's the one with the red car with the really cool doors? I forgot. What's, um, and I'm not saying Magna PI, but there's like this really cool, oh, no, no, sorry. I take that back. The Wraith car. That is my number. Uh, okay. Now that I know the Wraith car, I love that. Okay. Let's change this around. Number one is Kit. Number two is General Lee. Number three is the Wraith car. Number four is the DeLorean. And then number five would be um, Bumblebee. So there you go. That's my top five list of cars. So hopefully you dig that um, as my as my list there. So yeah, no Mustangs. All right, so what other questions do you guys got besides that? So Because um, that was a good one. I like that. Top Top five movie cars. What else you got? This is good stuff. Um, the new kit was a yeah. The new kit was a GT 500KR Mustang. Which I'll be honest, I always hated Mustangs, um, and I wasn't a fan of the new Knight Rider car. And it took me a while to get used to it. So uh, the 18 van would be in my list. Love that van. Yep, that's I like that car. Uh, no bat, no match. Five Batmobile 89. Oh, Batmobile 89. Ooh, that's a good one, man. I forgot about that car. Uh, another ad drowns crap out. Oh, no, I don't hear no ads. So uh, I, I really, really hope that there's no ad when I, uh, when I go back and, and edit this sucker out. But yeah, Batmobile 89, that car is flipping awesome. Good stuff. So, um, any other Good questions you guys got because this is some good stuff. It's uh, open mic night on Mike Mac line. It's all good. Masunas line, what's up? And anybody else want to join in? Favorite TV shows you watch now? Ooh, that's good. Um, top cartoons growing up? Um, well, number one was Thundercats. Um, number two was um, Ninja Turtles. 
But as far as favorite TV shows you watch now, not crime dramas. Okay. Number one would be Supernatural. Well, number one, Knight Rider is my all-time favorite show, but that's not a current show. So number one would be Supernatural. Number two would be Revenge. Uh, number three would be Pretty Little Liars. And don't give me crap about it being a chick flick show because it's not. That's some of the smartest writing I have ever seen on a TV show. So anybody gives me crap for Pretty Little Liars, I'm going to boot you out. Um, let's see. So we got number one is Supernatural. Number two is Revenge. Three is Pretty Little Liars. Four would probably be um, Ringer. Well, Ringer. Uh, Ringer is good. I like Ringer. It's good. Plus Michael Knight from the new Knight Riders in there, which is always good. Um, let's see. Boy. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Um, I am going to go to my going to my Facebook page because you know what my Facebook page I have on there what I like so and I currently can't think oh there we go burn notice all right that's what it was so I got supernatural number one number two is burn notice because how can I forget burn notice number three is revenge number four is pretty little liars and then number five would be um, probably a toss-up between the Secret Circle and Ringer is good times, but I love being human. Um, I love Bully Beatdown, Punked. Uh, you know, I do love Law and Order, a Special Victims Unit. That show is awesome. Um, CSI Miami, I admit, I do actually watch that. Buffy was always good times. Beavis and Butthead, um, A Thousand Ways to Die, People's Court, uh, Angels, Auction Hunters, American Idol. Um, medium was awesome. So yeah, that's, uh, those are some of my favorite, favorite ones that I've watched. Um, let's see. Walking dead. Uh, no, I've only seen season one, but I will get on season two. I watched none of those. The CW and I broke up after they screwed up Smallville. That's funny. Um, auction hunters. Yep. That's good. You see judge dread debt. No, actually, as you guys know, I'm doing, uh, the guilty pleasures series. You know, I start off with adventures of Fort Fairland. So I will add judge dread to the guilty pleasures film series whenever, you know, I randomly do that. So that's when I'll do that one, sir. Um, hardcore pawn, pawn stars, storage wars. You know, I used to think that, uh, what was the, what was the TV show? Repo, not repo men, but, um, the first Repo show on True, because uh, I love Dumbest Criminals, the one on True TV. Um, that that show was good times. It was the first Repo show. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, oh, that was good. Uh, I love Dumbest Criminals. That's always a good time. And then my newest show that I'm into is The Big Bang Theory. I finally got into that, and I, I pretty much watch it every night now because it's always on cable. So that show is flipping hilarious. And I, I geek out at that show because there's so much of um star wars and batman and uh there's so much crap in their rooms that or when they go to the comic book store that i just like i have to pause and just watch it's flipping awesome um i like tim allen's new show i haven't seen that yet um what podcast do you listen to outside of jason okay that is a very good one um here or let me pull that up for you real quick because I actually listen to quite a few of obviously Jason's podcast I watch I listen to and then of course you know Crossroads would be one but uh, now playing podcast is one that uh, I listen to a lot um, those guys are always entertaining they're very hard on film 
they always have they always rip on stuff but uh it's very entertaining um so i check out the skill of podcast that's always good of course um i checked out the shadowy flight until i started hosting it um i do prank it up with tom mabe because he does a bunch of his prank calls uh now playing is is probably one of my top favorites uh modern myth media they're a comic book podcast they do awesome 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 commentary on comic book movies and then um I do um, Killer Reviews podcast is pretty entertaining. They're pretty hardcore though. They have a lot of swearing and and sometimes they talk about drugs and stuff. But um, it's it's kind of funny though. Um, and then and then I have um, let's see, yeah, that would probably oh digging up the eighties. I've listened to that before. And then like uh, my church has a podcast, so I sometimes listen to that. So. And then uh, Nick says he does Skype cast with uh, Michael Knight's Nick Watch or Night Watch from time to time. So, so yeah, those uh, those are the podcasts to listen to. And um, Demolition Man, that movie was flipping awesome. Yes, it was. So, and then uh, you guys have any other questions? Because it's eight thirty, so we got about a half hour left. But probably wrap it up if you guys didn't have anything else. Let's see. People are thinking about what to type in. Favorite fast food? Um, chicken. I love chicken. Um, uh, pizza and tacos are usually my Monday. Uh, I love I love tacos, especially. Um, I don't like Taco Bell. I, I like Taco Bell, but I definitely do home you know home style tacos over real one. I, I do like McDonald's, but uh, as far as uh, as far as fast food, I probably say, uh, boy. Let's see here. Um, man, McDonald's. Oh, Nick says because McDonald's is screwing up my podcast, I guess they must be playing an ad or something like that. Uh, but, you know, I do go to McDonald's, Burger King, but I try not to eat out too much because that crap gets really expensive fast. But chicken, I love chicken. KFC is always a good time. Um, I love pizza. Um, it's always a good time. Pizza and tacos are awesome. And uh, as far as favorite animal, I would have to say dolphin. Um, dolphin is dolphin and great white shark are probably my favorite animals, but I guess they're more mammals like fish, whatever. So I guess like cats, cause I have cats cause I'm allergic to dogs. Um, I used to love dogs, but my dad actually had, um, had a stray dog that, uh, that was, got abused. So my dad took it in. And, uh, one day when I came in, it actually, uh, attacked me. And uh, so, of course, obviously, we had to get rid of it. But uh, I've been kind of fearful of dogs ever since. So good geek food. If you could bang an animated chick, who would it be? Uh, Boy, uh, probably none. So (laughs) Nick's crazy. That's funny. Date maybe. I'll tell you this. My wife and me, we have this thing. Um, we, We have this. If we could be with somebody else for like, one night, who would it be? She picks LL Cool J, and mine's um, Tyra Banks. I don't know what it is, but you know, it's just it's all good. So it's kind of what we joke about. If L, if she's watching uh, NCIS, I'm like, hey, your man's on. It's like Tyra. Yeah, hey, I like Tyra, man. She's cool. She's she's got the uh, you know, she's like she's like my wife. She's got the she's got the figure. So it's good stuff. So. I don't know. I mean, she was hot in higher learning, but hey, don't give me crap for Tyra Banks, man. She's good stuff. She's crazy, yeah, but I don't know. 
I think she's hot. It's all good. And then my wife, I don't give her crap for LL Cool J. It's all good. So, so what else you guys got? This is funny. Top five sexy hot actresses. Hmm. Top five sexy hot actresses. Boy, that's a good one. You know, Elizabeth Shue, I love her. Obviously, she doesn't look... Uh, no, I won't say Megan Fox. Obviously, she doesn't look um, as excellent as she did uh, back in the day. Um, my wife looks a lot like Elizabeth Shue, which uh, I always tell her that I think so. She doesn't think so, but I'm like, you know, you look a lot like Elizabeth Shue. That's why I, you know, that's why I married you. So um, it's kind of funny. Um, but I would definitely say um, I think Scarlett Johansson is really good looking. Um, she's cool, um, but. Uh, Man, for me, um, I like, you know, Elizabeth Shue. Um, I like, uh, you know, man, man, that's a really good question. It's really hard. Um, I definitely like, like, thicker women. I don't like, like, the stick figure, like, where, you know, it's different. There's one thing if, like, you're thin because of the fact of that's just how your body is. But it's another if, like, you starve yourself and then, like, you can see, like, your bones come out of your body then i'm like uh i don't know so j-lo j-lo is cool um amanda seyfried she's she's kind of cute but she's definitely not one of my favorites jennifer aniston i think she's kind of overrated uh angelina jolie uh, i don't know she's she's all right she definitely was better looking when she definitely wasn't like two pounds um kristen stewart uh not ringing a bell twilight chick no <laughs> no no way oh twilight chick um let's see that's her. Uh, Michelle Trackenberg, she's cool. You know, Miss, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. you know, I always liked her in the Buffy days. Um, she's cool. You know, Julia Roberts is, is cute. Um, she, um, let's see, who else? Boy, you know, what, after this is over, I can, like, go watch TV and I'll be like, oh, I should have said that. Kira Knightley. You know what? Kira Knightley looks so much like um, uh, Natalie Portman. It's flipping weird how how they look so alike um the girl from big bang theory she's cute kaylee you know that's she's good um let's see who else who else now let's go on to another question because this one's difficult i can't think of anything but i'll get back to you on that top five video games that one's easy uh batman arkham city number one uh number two would be uncharted three Number three would be Batman Arkham Asylum. Number four would be Mortal Kombat. Uh, number five would be um, God of War. There you go. Those are my top five games. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was fun, but it's too short. The game's only like two hours long. Duke Nukem is fun, uh, but how about top five games growing up? Uh, number one would be Mortal Kombat because it was too, it was definitely um, controversial and the graphics were awesome. And then I would go Duck Hunt, Mario, uh, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was awesome. Um, and then RoboCop, RoboCop, and then RoboCop versus Terminator. Those are mine because RoboCop actually had a RoboCop game based out of the movie, and the arcade was awesome. You had to fight Ed Two Hundred Nine. That was a flipping amazing. I put so much money into that game; it was ridiculous. And then would be, um, and then RoboCop versus Terminator. Super hard, super hard. What superpowers would you have? Oh man, I definitely wouldn't want to fly because I'm afraid of heights. Uh, if I go like over five 
five feet, I start to freak out. Um, I actually have a, I actually have a heart condition. I have an arrhythmia. So like if I get too excited or whatever, um, my heart beats too fast and it, it beats out of rhythm. So I actually have to take pills. I actually have to take elderly, you know, like people in their 80s and stuff. I have to take those kind of pills to lower my heart, you know, my blood pressure and stuff like that. So I definitely wouldn't want to fly because that would definitely get my heart going crazy. Um, let's see. I would say, boy, I mean, to be strong would be cool. Definitely. Um, <laughs> oh, man. What what uh, Nick just said, I'm not going to repeat. Um, but I'll just put it to you this way. Um, it's cool. Uh, there's no issues there, sir. So the people in the chat, you guys know what's up with that. So we're cool. Um, no issues there actually. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, superpowers. Um, I mean, I definitely would like super strength. That would be cool. Um, if you can meet anyone, who would it be? I would definitely say Dwayne Johnson. Yep. I love I love Dwayne Johnson. He is awesome. He's my favorite entertainer, hands down. I mean, is Dwayne Johnson ever going to win an Oscar? No way would he ever win an Oscar. It's it's possible that he could win an Oscar, uh, maybe in like you know thirty years. But for me, he is by far the most entertaining. I mean, when I watch him, he is so. I can't keep my eyes off of him. He commands. I mean, he's the only person I know of that can go and within a within a snap of his fingers, he can have everybody say what he wants to say. Like he'll walk in and he's like, and in just a second, they will say the Rock's name, and then he'll just go quiet, and then people start screaming his name. I mean, he has the palm. He has people in the palm of his hand. I mean, he's just so crazy. Um, I think he's definitely entertaining. I think he's a. I think he's a very great actor, but I definitely don't think he's no. Um, he's definitely not gonna be no, you know, um, the guy that's playing Lincoln. What's his name? I'm drawing a blank here. Oh my gosh, um, Daniel Day Lewis. But for me, he's entertaining. He's always. I know what I'm gonna get. I can. I can get a family film out of him. I can get a drama because Gridiron Gang is a super great drama. Uh, and it's a true story. That that movie is awesome. I you know I can't wait for GI Joe. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Um, so yeah, but two fairy sucks, no doubt about it. Uh, doom. I had fun with doom, especially when he walks in the room, he's like big effing gone. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, top five cartoon movies. Um, well cartoon movies. Well, you're probably thinking like transformers, right? Transformers, the movie. Uh, cause I haven't seen transformers, the movie yet. But uh, I definitely need to. But, you know, I like Turtles Forever. That was good times. Um, for me, uh, I can't really consider CGI films uh, cartoons, I guess. But um, I don't really have a top five on that. I would just probably say, you know, Turtles, you know, Turtles. And I would assume Transformers, the movie, would be up there if I saw it. So running out of stuff. That's funny. Um you know what's funny? Um, uh, Nick says that he liked heavy metal, and I remember there was uh, Eon Flux. You guys remember that on MTV? They would play it at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night because it was so racy. I mean, now they would show it at like two in the afternoon, no big deal. But I remember that when that show was on, and then when the movie came out, that movie sucked. It was horrible, horrible. I mean, I like Charlie Theron; she's awesome, but that movie sucked. I hated that movie. Um, 
I always died till she got a TV show. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, heavy metal. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. John Candy. Yeah, he's he's always a good time. I love John Candy. He's awesome. So, um, yeah. So, what other questions you guys got? You have anything else? If if you run out, just let me know. I could just say, hey, we're done. So, toys. Favorite toy. No doubt about it would be um, my kit um, talking car. Flippin' awesome. Have you seen Quick Change? Yes, I have. I love Quick Change. It's awesome. Favorite toys, though, would be uh, my talking kit. Um, nowadays on eBay, it's like three to $400. It's flipping awesome. Um, I love, I have a, a Thundercat sword, um, the Lionel sword. That's flipping awesome. Uh, I got a Luke Skywalker lightsaber. Flipping awesome. Um, oh, I have Thunder, I have the whole Thundercats collection. So it's good, good stuff. But probably my favorite toy that I have now as an adult would be my die-cast kit that I have. Um, you press the light and it goes. It doesn't talk. But Nick here, he um, he told me that there's going to be a talking version uh, kit. Yeah, Joyride kit. Yeah, that one's good. But he says in a couple of months there's going to be a talking version coming out. So I'm looking forward to that disney movie no doubt about it dumbo hands down uh dumbo is my all-time favorite disney movie it's only like 42 minutes long uh dumbo is the super cutest disney character i've ever seen in my life and they're flipping is never any dumbo crap anywhere i go to look for it at the disney store or whatever so um yeah i love dumbo dumbo is good i've actually think about i've actually thought about doing a dumbo um episode before but i was like nah, nobody's gonna listen to that so that's because Dumbo didn't speak. That's true. But uh, Dumbo's he's just super cute. And the song, the music in that film is awesome. You know, so good. I mean, Lion King is all good. Don't get me wrong. But uh, for me, it's definitely Dumbo. So what else you guys got? My favorite toy was Jetfire. Wish I still had it. Wally? Uh, I haven't seen Wally yet. I know I said I was going to when I did the short circuit uh, series, but I never got a chance to watch Wally yet. So favorite Transformer? Ooh. Ooh, that's good because when I watch Optimus Prime, I'm like, ooh, Optimus Prime. And then when I see Bumblebee, I'm like, it's Bumblebee. I would definitely say it's 50-50 tie. It would definitely be um, Bumblebee and Optimus Prime or half and half. They tie. So what else you got? Uh, do you know your mailman's name? My mailman's name? I have no flipping idea. Never met him a day in my life. Far below the par of Toy Story 2. Oh, Nick didn't like... Uh, didn't like Wally, I guess. So, how do you say your name backwards? Um, I have no idea. You know what's funny? Um, kind of how the whole Masunas thing started was uh, on uh, on Flicks when I f- started to email in. There was one time um, where they were uh, who who was on there? They had uh, can't, I think it was maybe the Outsiders uh, episode and. Uh, and they were they read my email and then uh and they're like who who was that from and uh then jason's like masunis and then uh he goes didn't i say that and he's like no no you definitely didn't say the name he goes oh michael michael so then the next email i sent into him i was like you know you're one of the few people on the face of the planet that's ever said my name correctly so and then at the time there was another Michael that always wrote in. So ever since then they always distinguished 
they would he would just always say Masunis instead of saying Michael M. And then it just kind of came a thing where all the other podcasts it was cool because uh, says Masunis sells shells by the shore five times. That's funny, you know, because a lot of people would say like Masun like because sun is in the middle. So I would always say it's said as sun, but said as soon. It's spelled sun, said as soon. So uh, most people say Masanas. Or like one person said, must soon ass one time. And I was like, seriously? Are you seriously going to call me that? Um, but yeah, when J- Jason got it perfect, and I was like, you were one of the few people that ever actually say it right without ever having to be told how to say it. So it's just been cool. So um, it's pretty awesome that, you know, uh, your f- nickname is kind of your last name. It's pretty awesome. Favorite dream. Um, I would definitely say I've always wanted to go into the movie and music business. Um, I always wanted to be in music, but I don't know how to sing. I know how to play the drums. I, I was in a band and I played the drums for a while. but uh, And I wanted to be in movies. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, my family, my wife and my kids... You know, I'm never apart from them. You know, I def I married my best friend. You know, and uh, she's definitely my soulmate. We've been through so much together, and uh, I I can never I never want to be apart from her. So the fact if I wanted to, you know, be in movie and music, and I'd had to be away from my family, it would just kill me. So the fact that I get to do a podcast is the greatest dream that could have happened to me because of the fact that I get to talk movies with with people. And, uh, and I get to do music, which is, that's the biggest reason why I do music is because I love music so much and I didn't want to do just a music show and I didn't want to do just a movie show because movies and music go so good together. I wanted to do both because I love both of them so much. So I thought I could incorporate both of them in the podcast. So, um, that's just, that's having a podcast is my way of being able to be in the movie and music without actually doing it. So it's pretty awesome. So yeah. So anything else? First DVD you got, Big Trouble in Little China is the first DVD I ever got. And then I got The Crow. That was my second. My last name right. Oh, no one can ever say Nick's name. <laughs> That's funny. Nice choice. Birthday, June 5th. And it, what's funny is my daughter, uh, my daughter was born uh, at nine, was born on 9-3 at 9.03 p.m., which is pretty cool. So... Uh, social security number never happening, but you can take my credit cause it sucks. Favorite color is black. It's my favorite color. What else you got? Green? Nope. I like green. Um, black isn't a color. Hmm. That's funny. Okay. Uh, well black's my favorite color, but if we're talking, you know, I, I mean, I definitely like blue, blue's cool. Uh, but I, you know, yellow ever since I saw Bumblebee is pretty cool, but I don't know. To me, black black's awesome. Probably blue would be like my second favorite, I guess. That, it's a tone. That's a pet peeve of mine. No, I'm sorry, sir. And Green Arrow. <laughs> so who would win in a fight? Batman? Batman versus who? I like yellow until McDonald's cut off my audio feed. <laughs> and red. That's funny. So who would win in a fight? Batman versus who? I don't know. You got to tell me who it is. In a fight, who would win? Batman versus Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. I have no idea about Green Arrow because I don't uh, I don't know too much about Green Arrow, so I can't give you that one. But top five superheroes: number one, obviously, um, Batman. Number two would be Superman. Number three, um, boy, number three would be I guess Spider Man. Um, number four would be 
I don't know, I consider Blade and Punisher as superheroes, so I probably have to put Blade and Blade and uh, Punisher up there. So, uh, who wins, Freddy versus Jason? Freddy, all the way. Wolverine is on my list. Cool. So yeah, Blade's awesome. I'm definitely gonna do the Blade series because Blade's flipping awesome. Love that guy. Good times. Favorite name. Um, favorite name. It's a good one. My wife's name is Fonda. It's kind of a kind of a different name, and uh, and I've always liked it ever since I. I heard it because, you know, most people think of Jane Fonda or whatever. But that's actually her first name. And, and uh, it's pretty cool. So let's see. Yes, Blade Rock. Blade Rock, the sequel is not so much. Favorite theme park. I've never been to one, so I can't give you one. Uh, would you say you're fond of Fonda? Yeah. Fonda of her, definitely. No doubt about it. And the worst thing is when someone calls her like Vonda. Or that's the thing that pisses her off. Because she'll have a customer come up to her. And she'll be like, they'll be like, Oh, is your name Fonda like Fonda, uh, Jane Fonda? She's like, no. Favorite band? Uh, that would definitely be Pillar is my favorite band. No, DC Talk is my all-time favorite band, but Pillar is my favorite band. And then Skilla would be number two. Everyone asks me if I'm, in, if I'm related to Ted Nugent. <laughs> Ever been to Philly? No. Uh, I've been to, I lived in Chicago for, uh for about 17 years, but my sisters live in Tennessee and Oklahoma, so I've been to Tennessee and Oklahoma, but never been to, I've never been to Philly, so. Favorite Nintendo game? Uh, the Karate Kid is the worst Nintendo game on the face of the planet. That is the horrible, hardest piece of crap game there is, but favorite Nintendo game would probably be, uh, Oh, Knight Rider. Oh, that that was fun for me, actually. Um, I love Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt is probably my favorite Nintendo game, followed by Contra. And then um, Double Dragon was awesome. Thoughts on Rocky? I like Rocky series. A lot of people give Rocky a lot of crap. I would definitely do a Rocky series. I like the Rocky movies a lot more than most people do. Um, it's good stuff. I think the last Rocky was my was actually my favorite Rocky. Um, with a sledgehammer. ha. <laughs> Nick broke the Knight Rider NES game with a sledgehammer. That's funny. Yeah, I did that on uh, Karate Kid. It's horrible. So we got six minutes left, guys, and then uh, and then this live show ends. So I'm surprised we went the whole flipping three hours. That's awesome. So anything else you guys got? This is good stuff. Makes me think. You guys are killing me. Do you hold your breath? Can you hold your breath for six minutes? Nope. I can hold my breath for like, I don't know. Maybe 20. I got it. I don't know. Not that healthy, I guess. Could be my heart problem, though. What car you got now? I have a piece, not a piece of crap, but I got a 1994 uh, Dodge Intrepid. Um, here's what's funny. Um, I originally got, um, I got like a, a, a new Grand M, a Pontiac Grand M, and I paid like four grand. I literally put six grand in repairs in that car i spent twelve hundred dollars on this dodge intrepid and i've had it for three years now and the most money i've put it in is six hundred dollars so great car it's a good family car it's four door so i have an 03 mustang cool good times so yeah so um ghostbusters 2 uh favorite lego set um hobbies outside podcast uh my hobbies outside podcast are just being with my my wife and kids um, we don't go out. We don't go like you know to the bar or, or anything like that. You know, our the the fun time for me is just 
is doing my eight hours of work and coming home and spending time with my wife. And uh, I play video games, and my wife, um, my wife helps me with video games. I have one of those. She doesn't play video games, but she's my partner. Like we, our favorite games are action adventure games. So like with puzzles, she's great with puzzles. So she'll help me with puzzles. She she sees stuff that I can't see, so she helps me. Uh, with all that stuff. So video games, watching movies and watching our TV shows and then um, just going out on the weekends to like the mall together is, is our hobby. So favorite wrestler besides The Rock? Um, I would probably say um, Stone Cold or Hulk Hogan. But the more I saw Hulk Hogan in the reality series, the more I like Stone Cold better. So um, I don't play many video games because I'm too annoyed to learn all the controls. Do you watch Extreme Ghostbusters? No, uh, I watched it once. I didn't like it. Mine is Bret Hart. Yeah, he's cool. We got four minutes left. Counting down. We will do this. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, Ghostbusters 2, right? Next week, we all agree? Okay, good. Favorite episode of Batman, the am and the animated series? Um, All of them. You like that one? Pick one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jeez. Any, you take karate. I used to, uh, a long time ago, I actually took uh, Muay Thai for a while, and then I stopped. <laughs> I stomped the, the masoonist man. That's funny. Um, yeah, I have no idea what favorite episode of Batman would be mine. Does that happen often? Um, probably more so than I'd like to admit that I get stumped. Oh, I do want to say, though, on Film and Focus, it was very cool that I beat Danny and Jason in the Oscar challenge. That was pretty awesome. I scored a 190, so or 180, I think, was cool. So, yeah, um, did I do a 190? I can't remember. Anyways, I was 10 points higher than Danny, so it was cool. I was excited. I can't believe I won. And, like, they were, like, going off, like, I can't believe as soon as just beat me. Danny was so mad, but Jason's like, I checked it 10,000 times. Trust me. So it was cool, man. I'm excited. That that was definitely a highlight of the week for me when I found that out. So it was cool. Good stuff. So we got three minutes left, guys. Anything else? You are awesome. Well, thank you, sir. You guys, you guys are all awesome. And uh, thank you so much for everybody that came out to the live show, um, whether you stayed for five minutes, you know, or, or the whole three hours. You guys are all awesome. Um, thanks, Nick. And mailman and uh, music man for sticking around do you do your taxes yet i did and i've spent half my money already which sucks so um, but thank you guys so much uh everybody out there that uh that wasn't in the chat but listened to the live show thank you so much um it's been awesome and uh make sure you check out uh, a couple of days from now i'll go ahead and post the episode and i'll have all the fun music stuff and and the cool intros and stuff and then um, I'll have a really good music spotlight for you and then check out the end when I put together some of the best moments and then hopefully the next 50 episodes will be just as awesome uh, as the past 50 have been and they wouldn't have been great if it wasn't for you guys you guys are the best fans ever and uh, must do it again soon huh yeah uh, this was fun. It definitely was awesome. So I definitely could consider doing another live show without having to wait to episode 100. So, uh, we just got to pick another fun movie to do for the live episode. So good times. So, all right, guys, you guys take care. I'm going this out.
soul Watch as you expose all this violence 